Welcome back to The Dark Insight. I'm Vader Van Odin, and for those who tune in regularly, you know that I'm, I'm not the one to usually start us off, um, but I've been abandoned by my, my co-hosts and friends, Jeremy and Cliff, today. Um, so yeah, I'm not doing this solo, luckily, <laughs> because this would be a boring podcast if it was just me. I've been joined by the wonderful, or the worst, uh, Brian. How are That's you today? That's me. I'm great. How are you doing? Yeah, good, good. And we also have uh, Kyle, who is no longer known as Lurker Zero, uh, but you may know him as Lurker from his past endeavors on the internet. Uh, welcome, Kyle. How are you doing? Good. It's my birthday, actually. I forgot to mention that before oh. the show. Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> uh, happy birthday. <laughs> Thanks, man. I hope our podcast is worth your time on your birthday. <laughs> yeah. No, no way. I wouldn't miss it for the world. Good, good. Um, well, yeah, thank you for, for filling in and helping us out today. Uh, as, as I mentioned, Jeremy and Cliff are busy. Uh, Jeremy, his, his lovely, Jeremy is the worst, but his wife is the best. And so it proves that opposites do attract. Uh, <laughs> and she, she bought him tickets to um, Rogue One, uh, the new Star Wars movie. And so he is off enjoying a date with his wife. Um, well deserved, I'm sure. And Cliff has got family um, Christmas events on. So they will be back... Um, well, I think this might be the last podcast for the year, so they should be back in the new year. Um, and this is also all... proving, once again, that uh, Cliff and I can never be on the same podcast. True, true, good point. <laughs> <laughs> we're, still, we're, still, we're still here to prove that you and Cliff aren't the same person. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm, I'm just going with the fact that we are the th- same person at this point. <laughs> yep, so either he's really good at an American accent, or... Or I'm really good at really a London good. accent. Yep, that's it. And actually, we'll prove that you aren't that good at it. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but yeah, so we are, we are here, uh, despite the challenges of life, um, and we're here to talk about the weather. And in my, I can gladly report, summer has finally come. We've had two days of sun in a row for the first time in months. Um, and it's, yeah, it's good. Uh, what about you, uh, Kyle? Where, how's how's the weather up your way? Uh, yeah, it's a balmy negative five with a wind chill of like below ten. It's uh, yeah, it's definitely brutal in Chicago. That is pretty cold, and I'm assuming that's Fahrenheit that you're talking about. Uh, yeah, whichever one's not metric, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's a minus. a minus twenty. That's really cold. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, it's, that's a. It's legit, like wind chill off the lake and, and polar vortex and lake effect snow and all that stuff, all that terrible you freeze. stuff. Do your boogers freeze when you go outside? And my my beard gets nice and nice and icy. Look like a <laughs> look, <laughs> look like an extra from a Dark Souls DLC. <laughs> nice. Oh yeah, that that sounds fun. Um, so you're protecting us from the the what the White Walkers. 
<laughs> to the north. Yeah, yeah. He, actually, he, you know, he wrote those books uh, based on his time living in Chicago, right? <laughs> I'm not joking. There was a huge blizzard at that time, and and, and that's where he he got the like the basic basis of that. Yeah, the, uh, that whole series. The wind, winter's coming. <laughs> yeah, winter definitely here. Great. It sounds like a lot of fun. Well, Chicago is the Windy City, so much like Wellington, we, we're known as the Windy City too. Really? Yeah. It can be only we get one. Very windy. Uh, we we get up there. <laughs> we don't get as cold as that, but our winds get up to um, probably like eighty, ninety miles quite regularly. Really? At least a couple of times a year. Yeah. But that's pretty extreme. Yeah. yeah. That's... It's just gusts though. It's not consistent. We get good gusts. And Brian, what's your weather like? Uh, my weather's pretty similar to Kyle's, honestly. Like it's it's pretty cold here. I haven't been outside yet today. Um, <laughs> that will change because I'm going to. I'm also going to see Rogue One after this. But oh, cool. I've been trying to you know just keep warm because it has been super cold and it snowed this past weekend. So we're uh, we're we're fully in the thick of Indiana winter where all of the snow everywhere is just brown. That doesn't sound right. And that <laughs> that's Indiana for you. Yep. <laughs> Why is it brown? <laughs> uh, it just gets dirty. <laughs> yeah, it, the snow looks yeah, nice true. for about a day, and then it gets disgusting yeah, it, super fast. It, it doesn't go away once it's down here. It, it, it just freezes. It, this snow will just stay until, like, April. <laughs> yeah, see, it's very foreign. We get cold in the winter here, but it just doesn't snow um, in Wellington. So, yeah, I'm not, I, yeah, and it's summer now, so our Christmas is a never white we have Christmas at the beach. Right. So I mean, that sounds foreign. all right. Yeah. Most, that's very foreign to most people. In the world. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's our weather report. Um, we appease the podcast gods with reporting on the weather. <laughs> yeah. So that uh, you don't have any horrible, uh, <laughs> traumatic events. Yes. We don't want any more of them. Um, yeah, so I guess we can just jump straight into the news. There's a, I've, I've been flat out like yesterday. I spent all day moving my parents. Um, so I'm, I'm exhausted, my limbs don't work, um, I'm just tied to my chair so I don't fall off, and played very little games or looked at anything this week, but I've done a little bit of research, um, and there's been some new updates or rumours for the Switch, which is pretty exciting. Um, what, what, first off, uh, Kyle, uh, where, where do you stand with the Switch? Are, are you on board? Do you want to get it? Um, I'm hesitant with any new Nintendo system like right out of the gate. <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, you know, but uh, Breath of the Wild is like one of my most anticipated games coming up. Um, I've not been that impressed with a lot of Zelda games recently. I really didn't like Skyward Sword and uh, didn't particularly like Twilight Princess either. But uh, I really was kind of given. I got some positive feelings uh, brewing back towards the series after playing Link Between Worlds, and I think that Breath of the Wild looks like a nice, you know. Breath of fresh air for this series. <laughs> um, but yeah, so <laughs> I may I, I may uh, get a little crazy and drop money on a Switch and get Breath of the Wild for it. I think it's going to play a lot better on the Switch just due to it being cartridge and and uh, I think the loading times are going to be a lot better. Um, it, not to yep. mention it'll probably look a lot better. I don't know what the fundamental differences will be. They haven't really revealed that yet, but that's my main selling point for the system for sure. And me and my nice. wife love playing Mario Kart, so nice. Um, well, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I'm I'm disappointed that Breath of the Wild has been delayed a few from release of the Switch. 
because that would have been me right in from day one. So we're, I'm yes. going to wait and see a little bit. Um, but yeah, it is looking good. Um, I agree. Um, so the rumours are, you mentioned Mario Kart, is that there will be a remastered version of Mario Kart 8 um, heading soon after release to the Switch. Um, and also a Splatoon, which will be packaged potentially with the release uh, console, and that there'll be two models of the console, like they've done in the past, the kind of the premium with with hard drive and one without <laughs> any hard drive. Um, so, and so Splatoon will come packaged with the more premium version, is the rumor, which which is pretty cool because I, I haven't played it. I, I, I don't own a Wii U. I never bothered getting it, so I would. Yeah, so I'm keen for the Switch so I can get some of these games that I've missed and or and Breath of the Wild. So would you be keen on Splatoon being packaged with the game, either of you? Uh, I definitely would. I think that Splatoon was some of the more fun that I had with my Wii U, so getting to play that again and... From what I've from from what I've heard, which is mostly just like rumors from other podcasts that I listen to, is that the Splatoon would also be like a little bit of an update, like they would add some new stuff to it, which I would yes. be all for because the, the if the update is the fashion and stuff, like that's the best part of that game. So, <laughs> yeah, I've also heard there's yeah going to be updated features and stuff, and you can actually see apparently some of those in the trailer, the Switch trailer. If you watch the gameplay of the Splatoon, there's some features in there that aren't in the, the current game. Yeah, I, see, I've, I think I remember people talking about how there were different hairstyles and stuff in the trailer. Yeah. Which is interesting that they've kind of... Nintendo's good like that. They drop hints, like, right in front of you. Um, and it, you've got to really dig in to notice them sometimes. <laughs> uh, and I do like that. Um, the other... Yeah, so I can't, the other rumours, or there's been more patents released, so the details for the Switch, so now that it's, we've got more information, um, and we were, we were both, all of our, all three of us were flicking through them before we started recording, and some of them were looking quite interesting, it's, and one of them being, the rumour is it might become uh, VR capable, the Switch. Yeah, I saw I, I saw the the term HMD in that patent, and yep. that was I mean, as we all know, I I live fully in the virtual world at this point, so uh, I'm I'm all for that. There's a lawnmower it's man a... joke in there somewhere. <laughs> uh, so my theory, from what I understand, it'll be kind of falling into the kind of the Samsung Gear kind of VR style, because you've got the high the high resolution screen. Uh, they've got the motion controls and all you really need is just the, some goggles to strap the switch into onto your face so it'd be a dot for your face <laughs> um, and then it would be via VR ready so yeah with the technology we have it's not too far off yeah I mean it would make sense for sure but it's, it's is... going to be your mobile phone kind of your Samsung as I said your Samsung gear kind of style Right, might be slightly more powerful, but not 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 anywhere near the Oculus Rift or the HTC Vive. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Would do? Is that saying that would be a selling point to you too? For uh, VR for me is is still really up in the air. It, I don't know. There's just such a like barrier to entry. It feels like uh, a lot of the yeah. really expensive high end ones are, in my opinion, too expensive for me to just jump on board. And I don't know that the support is there yet. Uh, and then something like this feels like it's kind of like a half VR, you know, like yeah. like a half-stepped VR, which I don't, I don't know. I just, and 
I, I don't know that that kind of input either is going to create the kind of gameplay experience that I want to play. Does that make sense? Like uh, motion yep. controls and, and, and all that stuff. I mean, it could be if they make one like killer app for it, sure, I'll, I'll give it a shot, but <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, and the, the reality is, is if you have, if the, all the hardware and technology is in the Switch itself and yeah. it's just a, uh, an accessory, it could be reasonably cheap to, to buy into it. Um, so it could be a gateway drug for VR for people. That's a good way to <laughs> yeah. Let me Let me tell <laughs> you on this real quick, Kyle. All right, so <laughs> you are playing The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, right? Mm-hmm. And then you strap it onto your face, and you are in Hyrule, and it's great. It's great. VR is great. <laughs> I'm right. <laughs> wow, That's sold. Terrible sales <laughs> <pitch>. Sign me <laughs> up. <laughs> What would be really sick is that they use it in, like, little increments of a game. Like, uh, what was that, like, uh, those, like, goggles or that magnifying lens in Ocarina of Time that would, like, you would use it in the dungeon in the well to be able to see things that aren't there? Like, if you could oh, yeah, strap the, it on your face. Lens like, of Truth. Yeah, or something like that. Like, if you could strap it on your face to do things like that, that'd be really awesome, in my opinion. That would be super cool. Instead of well, basing yeah, an entire game around, you know, like, motion controls or... or um, see, it's fishing. <laughs> yeah, so when you go fishing. There's a VR option that you just chuck it on your face, and you can sit there and fish. <laughs> yeah, like use it as a tool for what would suit the game best, instead of you know like yeah creating a game based on the tool. Yep, yep, I agree. Uh, when you know, when games are created for VR and not kind of retrofitted, they always always going to work better. Um, yeah, but that was, so what are the other things that kind of stick out to you in the the patent, Brian? You were having a good read of it and understanding the the legal jargon <laughs> understanding is a strong word um i do i do really like this uh this this one diagram of the uh the the gesture controls that it appears yes. to uh support uh in this patent where you can just kind of like make fists at your wii u or your i guess your switch not your wii u um make fists at your nintendo console to uh to, to make it do things and i kind of like i kind of like the idea of just being able to shake my fist at it to turn it off or something <laughs> Yeah, it appears if you give your it appears if you give your Nintendo the finger that it just shuts down forever. <laughs> That's not the kid friendly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> That's not ESR related. So. No. Uh, but yeah, that Nintendo's always good at coming out with these gimmicks and they they do and don't work at times. Uh, Nintendo seem to use them well. It's the third parties that don't tend to apply the the, the gizmos and gadgets that Nintendo create that well. But Nintendo-made games always seem to take advantage of their controls to the utmost, uh, very effectively. So it could be interesting to see what you could do with this. Um, so you just got a little sense on the front. Uh, and with, with with 3D scanners now, they're getting quite powerful that you can... They can be quite accurate, so it potentially could be a lot of fun and useful. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff in this, uh, like, for, from the little bit that I can understand here and there, but... There's something that they mentioned early on in the patent about uh, using a mobile phone. Uh, it says uh, here, uh, there is a controller capable of accommodating a mobile telephone by means of a left key plate and a right key plate, which presume, presumably, the way that reads to me is that basically like you can like kind of lo- lock uh, some controls around the outside of a phone. So I wonder if maybe that would be their uh, way of supporting the mobile games uh, that they build supporting a controller for those and, and it'd be interesting if it's the actual switch controllers that would right, do that right right and so they're they're extendable 
Yeah, which would be cool. Which would be nice because then we'd have a good controller for a phone for once. Yeah. Yep. And again, if Nintendo are making games for the phones, and then you got the good controls, then it's your phones now become a DS, a 3DS. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, and so that's that's quite exciting. And so it looks like they're creating a little bit of an ecosystem around there with the, the Switch, which is nice. I would like to hear more about Virtual Console with this one. Uh, obviously, you know, they're yep. not getting to the nitty-gritty of that yet, but, I mean, does everybody have to buy Super Metroid for three different systems <laughs> over and over again? Like, is it really going to be something we're going to have to do, or...? I, I think this is kind of their last chance to get that right. I think that, I mean, with with the, you know, with the, the, the way that they've had the Nintendo accounts, the new Nintendo accounts set up, and mm-hmm. with the fact that they already could detect that you owned certain games on your Wii and trans- and transmit those forward to the Wii U by charging you a dollar. Uh, I think this is kind of... Yeah. <laughs> I think this is kind of like their last chance to say, okay, hey, we get this. You don't have to buy these games 7,000 times. Like, I shouldn't have to buy Earthbound twice to have it on my 3DS and on my, on my Wii U, right? right. Like, I did yeah. because I like Earthbound and I wanted to be able to play Earthbound on the go. But... I'm a terrible person, and no one should follow my example. <laughs> well, it, it would be pretty harsh if the, you'd already did that, and then now you have to buy it for the Switch. Right, like, exactly. You'd hope, like You'd hope that the, at least one of those will cross over. Um, yeah, let's hope so. <laughs> yeah. But yes, I, I agree, um, Kyle. It'd be nice to know more about that. And I guess we'll hear that in January, which is soon. Uh, yeah. They'll be having more details uh, the other thing that I we talked last week I think about it was um, uh, Morbid Beard um, and Jala we had on as guests uh, Jala was on guests last episode we talked about it and we uh, the Dark Souls rumours that they've got Dark Souls 3 working on the Switch and there could be a potentially re-release of all three and we talked about the the shoulder buttons and I only had under, was under the impression there was one and we can see in the pattern that there's clearly the bumpers and the triggers on both sides so it will, yeah, it is capable of doing the um, Dark Souls controls with the, the four shoulder buttons which is good <laughs> yeah because having portable Dark Souls would pretty much be the end of my, my social life <laughs> yeah it would be it's, it's been an ongoing thing if they just released Demon Souls on the Vita people would oh be my God. super happy that, that console, the Vita would sell. Because all the people who ever played Demon's Souls and don't have a PS3, and that's why they haven't played Demon's Souls, would get a Vita. <laughs> um, but, alas, they haven't done it. Yeah, and they probably never will. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Rip <Yeah>. a Vita. <laughs> yeah. Rip Vita. I really like that system. It's a good system, but Rip Vita. I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it gets a bad rap. I mean, you can play it... In, in a way, like the PSN network, where you can play a lot of the original PlayStation games, is you know, like it, it's got that virtual console vibe. Like you can play a lot of really awesome games on a handheld system. Um, it's just kind of a bummer that no one else, you know, like it's not going to see much support anymore. And it never had any great original games, in my opinion. But um, yeah, I, going, I, I could argue with you on that. Well, I'm not going to right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, all right, I'll put it this way: comparatively to the 3DS, it's had a much uh, much less, much smaller cut of the market. Yeah, sure. Okay. Sure. I can, I, I can agree with that. Uh, the I, games that, that kind of found their home on the Vita were very, um, very Japanese. They're 
and people who and it's so it only appealed to people who really like those Jap- really really Japanese RPGs and stuff. Yeah, there were other good games, but if it's not your thing, then it's harder to justify picking it up. On the PSN network, I mean, being able to play the old Persona games and Persona Three and Four on a you know like a handheld system is incredible. Um, going back to the Dark Souls on the Switch, I would happily like my lifestyle kind of revolves a lot more around uh, handheld systems now. I just you know like I. I work more and spend more time with my wife and I like kind of sitting on the couch and hanging out with her and she can be on her laptop and I can be, you know, on a handheld and like handheld Dark Souls, like being able to play the original Dark Souls on a Switch, you know, just sitting on my couch would be like, mm, game changer. Forget about it. Like I would buy that. <laughs> I would buy that system day one for sure. Yeah, it's it's pretty exciting. Well, see, I'm, I'm kind of different. I, but I still want it for the same reasons. <laughs> I, I I don't commute to work really. Or if I I am driving a bit further now because I've just moved, but I'm driving. Uh, I'm not I'm not on a train, and so I if I'm at home, I can just sit and play my consoles. So I, I don't I haven't bought a Vita mostly because if I'm at home, I just play my play my PS4. I, like, I don't need to have a mobile console. Uh, but with the Switch, because it's both, <laughs> it suits me because then I can just play on my on my couch and then I can pick it up if I'm going off with, out with the family I can take it with me and just be antisocial <laughs> or you know if I'm going on a trip it means I've got the possibility of taking the same console with me um, and I guess there is some cross save features in the in the Vita but not on the big console games whereas the, the Switch is going to be the big console games that is mobile and I just I like that so I can justify having a mobile handheld because it's a console as well i mean they've always like nintendo's handhelds have always been like wildly popular and their home console systems have always struggled like immensely you know going back to the later stages of the wii and the wii u um and like to have the next system be both like the next system is the next nintendo handheld and is the next nintendo home console like i think it's one of the smartest moves they made in a long time it depends on if they have the software to support it um, yeah. But they're already trying to show off, you know, third-party developers putting their games on it, and it's supposed to be as powerful as an Xbox One. So, is what I've what I've heard, uh, which is pretty rad. Well, that's pretty good for a handheld. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty um, solid. I, I I imagine when you undock it and take it mobily, uh, that it take like game performance takes a hit. Like I, I imagine you might get a frame drop and a resolution drop. You know what I mean? That's, that's, I never thought of it because the dock doesn't add any processing power. See, I thought they might supposedly, do, really supposedly that. Okay, I thought that I thought it might get a boost. Um, yeah, boost to to kind of upres the graphics maybe or whatever, but apparently it is just the power dock. Um, okay, so the whole system it, is literally the handheld item, like all the processing, yeah, all so. everything is okay. Wow. I had re- I was reading the, up on message boards and stuff like that, and, and people were kind of theorizing, but I didn't know that that was the way it all worked. That's awesome. Um, and just so, the, but there might be because it wouldn't be running its own screen at um, when it's docked. So there might, yeah, so a bit more pi- power can be pushed towards processing. I guess I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I imagine there will at least be some resolution stuff because from what what I've been seeing, the uh, screen resolution is 720p on the Switch itself. Mm-hmm. So, I can't imagine that they would be just making a bunch of 720p games in 2017. Like, I'd imagine that... I, I, well, I mean, the Wii U does 1080p, though. So, yes, <laughs> like, yeah. would it really be a, that kind of a step back? That would be pretty, would be. 
pretty bad move. Yeah, it would be. Um, so you'll have to wait and see. Um, yeah, it might have a ability to kind of push a bit more um, processing power when it's plugged into the you know hardwired into the dock, yeah. like, and then it, it dumps it down a little bit for battery purposes when it's just a handheld. Interesting stuff. Well, we will see in four months' time. Yeah, I'm very excited. Me too. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's all the rumors I can remember um, or hearing, but yeah, but it, it's pretty cool what the, what they're coming out with, and the hype is real. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other one that Jeremy suggested that I bring up. This was quite funny because uh, Cliff like did a real. Oh, Cliff was very angry it. about this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, which I thought was amusing. Um, and both me and Jerry were like, no, we kind of like it. And that's yeah. the um, <laughs> the Little Big Planet Dark Souls 3 costumes. I think they look awesome. I wouldn't mind little, like, toys in them. Yeah, I think they're adorable. Little, little amiibo-type toys of them. <laughs> but to, to give the background for Cliff, he really d- dislikes um, Little Big Planet. And so he's already got a dislike towards it. And then it's... and it, Yeah, so in his mind, it's tarnishing the, the Dark Souls brand further. But I, I think it's I think it's fun, um, good on. Yeah, I don't think and anything. Could, it, yeah, I don't think anything could tarnish the Dark Souls brand further than the, all those god awful T shirts <laughs> they put out every release. The, some of them are almost so bad they're great. You know how like kind of flipped the <laughs> <laughs> they like, so far. Yeah. They jumped the shark. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no, uh, I, yeah, I don't know, I. I don't think it can get much worse than those, like, Walmart. They look like something you would find at a Walmart or, like, you know, like a Target <laughs> in, like, the young adult section. Like, the... We're gamers, man. Yep. Man, they're everywhere now. Like, gaming is so prevalent in the mainstream media now. It's it's quite interesting how, how it's changed. I've seen it change in the last, like, even, like, five years. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, and... Well, I guess comics have done the same thing. Comics have come out of like being more obscure, nerdy stuff to being like everybody love apparently loves Marvel. <laughs> yeah, all yeah. the stuff, all the stuff that I was into when I was thirteen that everyone made fun of me for: comic books, skateboarding, uh, playing video games, and dressing like it's the nineties. Like all that stuff's awesome now. So shows who was yep. smart then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, the, the nerds have taken over the world, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everyone just go along with it. Um, but yes, yeah, so I'm all in for the Little Big Planet Dark Souls costumes. I think they're really cute. I, I did a little Google of it, and because I made a joke saying now we'll see little we'll see Dark Souls levels remade because we've got the costumes to go with it. And apparently oh, they certainly already thing, have been, right? Yeah, like the Asylum, like ages ago, like three four years ago, was done, and it was awesome. Like the level was like really good. I didn't even know you could do that on Little Big Planet. There's even <laughs> a little stamina bar and health bar and everything. Yeah, didn't didn't someone like start remaking Final Fantasy 7 and Little Big Planet at some point? People are awesome and ridiculous. Let <laughs> <laughs> me yeah, see if I can find a new story. I'm looking at these costumes now and I'm kind of I'm kind of into it. Yeah, I think they're really cute. I would really like a little like plushie of them or something or a little amiibo version kind of style of them. The little Solaire, oh my god. Is the there Solaire a little Solaire? The, the Sigmire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're great. Yeah, they're real cute. There's a uh, firekeeper too. I love it. Yeah, okay. it's it's pretty good. Um, a little 
big. Okay, Did you find the Final Fantasy? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and drop it in the Discord. Yeah, because I, I w- end up watching this video of this of the silo where people were like, oh, the boss wasn't that great. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, I've got Rigon and, and done it and added in the butt stomp. I was like, man, <laughs> I didn't know you could change that much about Little Big Planet. I thought it was just like a simple platformer. Yeah, I think it's more or less just like a logic engine. I mean, yeah, no idea. Like, I played the original one, haven't played any since. But yeah, I might have to buy it, pick that up just so I can get the Dark Souls costumes. And just play other people's levels. Interesting. I'm not, I didn't know that either. I've, I've never played any of them. Uh, yeah, so it's... So sorry, Cliff, you're outnumbered. Yeah, Little Big Planet is cool and good. Little Big Solaire. <laughs> little Big Solaire. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. That's, there's people who just do amazing things. I Like, I try doing the level stuff, and I just... so hard. Like, I just... I lose patience within 30 seconds yeah I just I I also just do not have the patience for it like I've always tried to make cool little things but five minutes in I'm just like I'm just gonna go back and play other people's levels man he's even done a cutscene for this Final Fantasy (laughs) 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 you can do that (laughs) yeah he's like like the own intro menu and stuff where it's got like the sword and things this is amazing yeah, how do you, how do they do this? <laughs> Have they done this like somewhere else, or is this all done in game? Uh, I'm pretty sure that is all done in Little Big Planet. That's amazing. How, how come <laughs> they never told me that you can do all this stuff? Oh yeah, surprise. <laughs> this is this is great audio. I'm just watching a <laughs> You're just, just watching a cool YouTube video. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, go cloud. I don't know why there's two clouds. This is also... Oh, it's Barrett! Alright, that's enough of that. I'm going to have to watch that <laughs> later. Sorry, guys. Um, you'll have to put that in the show notes. I think I'm going to buy a little Big Planet 3 now. Yeah, good choice. Uh, yeah, so uh, I think this one was from you, Kyle. The next thing on our news. Um, do you want to call it duty awesomeness do you want to take us off with that <laughs> awesomeness okay. quote unquote yeah, yeah awesomeness <laughs> yeah I quit playing Call of Duty a long time ago um, but uh, a lot of people really love Call of Duty 4 it's kind of like the, you know the, the Halo CE of the Call of Duty franchise it's basically most people's what's, most people's first FPS I would say I mean it, unless you're a long time gamer like it's it's the Rosetta Stone of modern FPS games for better or for worse and uh, they've remastered it, and they packaged it with Infinite Warfare, which is like a completely unwanted <laughs> Call of Duty uh, entry. It's the newest Infinity Ward game. Um, uh, it's been basically panned. It, it had that famous thing where its its trailer debuted, and it's got like the worst like-to-dislike radi- ratio in, U- in YouTube history. There's like <laughs> yeah, funny, millions yeah. of dislikes. Yeah, there was that whole campaign. Anyway, they packaged those together. You can get the Call of Duty remaster only with the $80 version of Infinite Warfare, so you have to get the special edition version to get Modern Warfare Remaster. They don't package it separately or sell it separately. Um, and then, so that's that in itself is kind of a kick in the teeth, in my opinion. Like, if you're a huge Call of Duty fan and you have to spend 80 bucks to get, you know, like, the game you actually want, uh, that's kind of a bummer. But it only has half of the multiplayer maps that originally launched with COD 4, uh, and now those other maps have been packaged into a new update slash DLC, so you have to purchase that, and microtransactions have been added into the game. 
on top of it. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's, like that's where it goes too far for me. In my like, predictions, everything else I can live with. Taking a game that's like your holy, and I I have this experience with Halo personally. Halo Five is like riddled with microtransactions. Uh, taking a game that's like the you know like your true love in the genre of your choice, and then like adding in microtransactions is like insult to injury. Ah, I can't even I can't even describe how disgusting it is. Like if I were invested in the franchise, I'd be super bummed. But it's just kind of funny to me at this point how uh, <laughs> yeah. first person shooters are. Man, they the worst business practices are rampant in that genre on consoles for sure. Well, well, my best business practice for the companies, yeah, <laughs> worst for the the worst for for consumers. Um, it's yeah. not consumer friendly uh, um, systems. It, that is that is pretty bad. Um, I, I I have heard people have enjoyed the Infinity Warfare, the new one. Mm. Campaign. They said it's quite good. Um, there was a big apparently good in it. <laughs> there was a huge. Um, it didn't review particularly well, and then there was a huge backlash from the Call of Duty YouTube community. There are a lot of like really prevalent people that uh, basically make their living off Call of Duty. Like put out you know videos pre-launch saying they hated the game, uh, which I've never seen happen before because it's basically like telling your boss to go fuck themselves. But <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Um, That's interesting. Well, yeah, it's it's people who have heard liking like um, Stephen Veyu, who's he's not a Call of Duty guy. He just liked games. Yeah, and he actually said he really enjoyed the campaign, um, it, which is yeah. I I, f- I find it funny how sometimes games can live or die based on the masses. Like because the masses decide it's bad, it, then it is bad, and no one can enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, um, and. So I wonder if it is actually a perfectly fine campaign, but because of some of the other business practices they've done, they've created the the expectation of it being bad, and so then it therefore it is bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could be a self-fulfilling right, you, prophecy like that. I imagine it can't the, be any better or worse than another Call of Duty campaign. Like I played Ghosts, and I can't, I couldn't tell you much difference between that and a lot of other COD campaigns. Um, yeah. Well, that, you know, that's exactly it. That's the kind of thing where I was going with. Is it, it, it was just doomed to to, to be disliked. Yeah. Um, but then they go and do this to Modern Warfare, and throw microtransactions. That's just that's just blow the belt. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of it's cosmetic, which is is, I mean, if it's not gameplay changing, then a lot of people aren't as worried about it. Uh, but there are like the the overpowered melee weapons that you can purchase too. Uh, that, those were a big problem in Black Ops Three, if I if I remember correctly. Um, I didn't play that game very much, but just as a microcosm of like ridiculous business practices, to me, you know, like taking a game that people love, remastering it, which is what people have been asking for for probably a decade now, um, remastering it for next gen consoles, then packaging it with a game you don't want, so you have to pay eighty bucks for it, then adding microtransactions in on top of it. It's like layers and layers of getting kicked in the teeth. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it is. It's pretty. It's odd. Like you, there must be some executives just sitting in a room, just thinking, "Oh, that's a good idea," <laughs> like, without <laughs> actually, actually understanding, like how gamers think. Or yeah, and it's just completely. It's 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 where it's got to a point where it's stepped away from the art form of gaming or the or the creativity of of games into like this whole other world like it's just strange I just yeah 
just doesn't make sense. But I guess they're so far removed from the consumer that they just they don't understand. I mean, microtransactions like Activision has posted like they've made billions on microtransactions since they started putting them in their games. So they're not going anywhere, but they're just getting more and more aggressive. You know what I mean? Like they're just yeah. they're being shoehorned in in more and more places until you know. It takes it takes some time to take a step back and look at what you're spending your money on and what you're buying and what you're spending you know like two ninety nine on on a pack of whatever uh, and and what kind of value yeah. that really has to you and you know like you're spending money on a digital thing for your digital avatar in a game that may only have a year lifespan you know yeah well I just, I just wonder because I'd never buy I never buy microtransactions. Um... Oh, I guess the only DLC I bought was from Rocket League. Was I bought one of the the, the DeLorean because <laughs> I got the game for free, and I wanted to I wanted to support the studio because I thought that it was a good cool game. Rocket League's awesome. I got it for mm-hmm. free, and I was like, well, I want the DeLorean. It's giving them some money to support making cool games. They keep giving us free content, so I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Um, and that that's where I find it fine. But when it's just, yeah, it's kind of everywhere and you just can't get, you can't play a game without seeing menus asking you to buy stuff. And yeah, there's clearly people out there who buy it. It's because you say they do make money. Yeah, there's a lot of people. I just wonder at what point, um, I wonder at what point regulation will come in because all of this comes with uh, these like games where with like microtransactions like these. Normally it's like a pack system. So you spend two ninety nine on a pack, you open it, you get a randomly rolled uh, oh, the random of, stuff's the worst. Yeah, set of items. Uh, kind of like, you know, like Destiny has a lot of RNG elements with it too. Usually these are worse because you pay per pack and you don't know what you're going to get and then you're usually hunting for something so you spend and spend and spend until you get the thing you want. And it could take, you know, hundreds of dollars because a lot of times, you know, the percentage of getting something like that is pretty low. To me, that's akin to playing a slot machine. I, and a lot of kids exactly. kids may have their, yeah. their parents' credit cards hooked into their, their PSN account and they're just spending and spending and spending, you know? Like, at what point is there going to be regulation with underage gambling? Because in a sense, that's exactly what it is. You know, it, it's it's putting funds into a random number generator and expecting a reward. Well, yeah, as, worse. as a Magic the Gathering player, I can sort of confirm that <laughs> this is never going to change. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. but at least with that, you're getting something physical that you can use. Oh, yeah, this sure. Stuff is pointless. Um, but I mean, like, look like, at something like Hearthstone, right? Like, similar, similar concept, but all digital. Yeah, hmm. true. But again, you can use it. Yeah, and also <laughs> like you Hearthstone. Can use those cards. Yeah, and Hearthstone is a continuous game. Like, it, there's a base game, and it's it, it continues on. People keep playing it. They've been playing, you know, various versions of it. But whatever you get continues with you. Call of Duty, they'll come out with another Call of Duty next year. Whatever you had in that old game, you can keep playing it, but the population is going to wane and wane and wane. It's going to die. Right. Um, and those, all that money you spent, all those digital items you had, they'll be next to worthless in a year's time. Yeah. The, I, I, what I find frustrating, because I just don't buy into the microtransaction stuff. I don't, and like literally I don't buy into it and I don't, <laughs> and I don't like it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, the games that get, we we the, as gamers we tend to criticize some games. They get the flag for it. Like Evolve was slammed and and uh, died miserably because people were just outraged by the microtransactions. Mm-hmm. But then you got Destiny, which is in a very expensive game, 
there's always new content coming out. You know, people are dropping hundreds and hundreds of dollars. You're rebuying the game every year pretty much because there's so much content. And then they throw microtransactions in, but no one really seems to complain about it. <laughs> they just go like, oh, it's just game. But then, yeah, that's where I find it sneakier. And we seem to forgive certain games and not others. Um, same with Overwatch. I just can't stand their loot box system and that. Um, and that it's there. Yeah. Like, it's... It, 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 as you say it's gambling um, I think I told you last time you were on Kyle um, a friend of mine's son uh, bought like like 500 odd US dollars worth of rep packs for Halo 5 oh my god are you serious yeah I remember you talking about that <laughs> yeah um, maybe I didn't tell you last time but yeah his son was just, was on the Xbox and he just liked uh, the animation of, of how they opened and, the, and stuff and so he just kept clicking on it yeah that there's, the credit card was connected there's something very Pavlovian and they do that on purpose like they're smart you know there's yes. no oh, yeah. one's stupid there's yeah. something very Pavlovian about opening it and you get that that you know they always have an interesting sound and everything pops open and there's always I watched a video about it explaining the psychology behind it but there's always a, a moment when you from when you click it to when it opens there's that moment of anticipation they let it sit for a few beats and that's so that when you get those that reward you feel that rush of euphoria you don't just click it open yeah. click it open click it open you know what i mean like it makes you wait and it makes you sort of develop yeah. that feeling of anticipation well that's the sad thing his, his son was his son's like four like so he had no oh idea my gosh <laughs> <laughs> and he just went for it um and so, yeah, it was on, and because Microsoft was on Xbox, yeah, it was Halo, of course, it was on Xbox, um, it was connected, he'd used his, his work credit card to purchase, like, a new laptop or something, and so Microsoft's accounts are all linked, and so it was oh, his work credit card. <laughs> okay. So he didn't even know so it was connected uh, to his Xbox, it, he didn't even... Yeah, it just was, it was just used the Microsoft account. That's um, filthy, that's so disgusting. Ugh. I... I I'm actually uh, frustrated that yeah, how Xbox does it. Like Sony, you can set it up so you can log into your account without a password, but then you can't download or buy anything without the password. Whereas Xbox, once you're in your account, there's no password protection for shopping. It's so easy to buy stuff. Um, so I've actually had to password my login so my son doesn't accidentally go buy something. Um, and yeah, it just seems way too easy with Microsoft to buy stuff on accident. Yeah, yeah, on accident. They they just see your money as green no matter what. I actually just got yeah, rid of right. my Xbox. I actually just got rid of my Xbox One. Is the best decision I ever made. <laughs> I just got three. I just what? got three of them. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I've talked about this on the podcast a couple of times, but yeah, I, I won. I got a free one with the internet connection, and then I won another one the same day. I got the, my second one, and so I've sold two of them. Really? Yeah. Um, and yeah. I got the day one one, and, and I was like, you know, because I was so Halo diehard at that time, I was like, man, I, this is my favorite franchise. And then I got the day one one, and it was just like the worst purchase I've ever made in my entire life. I paid like 500 bucks for it, just traded in, and I think I got like $70 worth of store credit. It's <laughs> like, so, yeah, that I was going to trade good it value. In. Yeah, congratulations, yeah. you played yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that's right, yeah. So the Dark Insight, we don't like microtransactions. <laughs> yeah. For the most part, I can agree with that. I Basically, where it comes down to for me is that I don't mind microtransactions as long as they're only uh, for cosmetic stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I can let them slide then. Um, it's, and 
I agree, but when it's cosmetic and random and gambling is when I don't like it. Like an like an Overwatch. Yeah, I can understand that. But but Overwatch at right. least at least Overwatch it's always cosmetic and you can save up and purchase the the skin you want eventually. You know, like if you have a skin in mind that you want, you can purchase it uh straight up, can't you? Like if you have one of the Yeah, you can purchase it with the coins. Yeah, with yeah. the in game yeah. currency. Yeah, so if you just play all the but time But you only get that by opening boxes. Oh, do you really? Yeah, which yeah. I mean, you earn you earn the boxes in Overwatch yeah, yeah, through yeah. leveling up and stuff. So like, it's not like you can't get the boxes without spending money, but you only get the coins like as drops from the boxes, or if you open a duplicate item, it just automatically dusts and gives you coins for it. Okay, it's okay. pretty slow to accumulate the the money though. Yeah, yeah. Nat- but it does exist at least. Yes, okay. it does. Yes, but yeah. Um... That's our news. Some positive and some negative. <laughs> uh, you, have, have we we've already talked about Breath of the Wild? Because you, uh, Kyle, you said you want to talk about that game. We've already done that, haven't we? Or is there something else you want to bring up about it? Uh, uh, just that I think that it's it's got an interesting um, it's an interesting way to shake up the franchise, in my opinion. Uh, from what I've read about it, it has you know, and after playing Link Between Worlds, the you know like the ability to tackle dungeons in any order is really interesting to me. Having it be a more open world feel. I read something somewhere. I'll try to post it in the in the uh, Discord here that you can basically minimize the story down to next to nothing if you want. Like you could seek story, but I, I don't think you're going to be hampered by a lot of unnecessary cutscenes and stuff like that, uh, which has been one of the bigger problems for uh, the franchise, especially Skyward Sword and Twilight Princess. That game stops you every five seconds. Um, all of those things feel like to me uh, like harkening back to some of the older games and, and that sense of discovery. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm what what, what I really, really want out of Zelda is something that we're never really going to get again, but this kind of feels a little close to it from what we're seeing, is that I just want another Zelda 1. Yeah. Which, I mean, like, they're, I just, they're never going to I, I, I want out, that feeling. Yeah. They probably won't put out one that's going to be that obtuse and difficult. No. Uh, but they'll give you that's something. That's what Dark Souls I, is for. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Dark Souls <laughs> is the Zelda game for people who grew up. Um, but it... I think that they'll give you they'll give you a lot of interesting and innovative ideas and, and a lot of, and they'll be able to package it in a world that, you know, maybe gives you more freedom than it has in past Nintendo Zeldas. That's what I'm kind of interested in. Um, and I like you know, I like Zelda. I like the world, I think it's fun. I think I think that a lot of times the puzzles can be interesting and and fun to go through. I like Link Between Worlds had some of the most interesting dungeon design I've ever seen in a Zelda game. Like it, it there were times when it had me genuinely smiling. Uh, after, you know, like, a little puzzle kind of clicked together for me. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm on a positive bend when it comes to Zelda, which I haven't been for years, so. Yeah, I'm, uh, the, the thing I always come back to whenever I think about Link Between Worlds is that one dungeon that was just the, the giant tower and you are like, jumping between the floors. Yeah, exactly. And that was just, that was just so much fun and that was such a good, good design and I just want more of that. Out of my yeah. Zelda games, yeah. Never before have you like, have you like, thought that vertically in a Zelda game. You know what I mean? Like, uh, linked right. Link to the past, you would you would you would go down between a couple floors or whatever. But like to like bounce up like eight floors on those little, you know, like it was so cool, just like so inventive. Yes, yeah, oh, I'd like Full to play that. I really like Link to the Past. It's that's my favorite Zelda. So I'd like I actually do want to play Link Between Worlds. So hopefully it's on the Switch. <laughs> this, 
just think about that. Would you guys want to see Zelda, the original Zelda, redone in like at all, like in 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 different modern graphics or a different engine? Like you know, I think if they did it right, it would be really really cool. Like that game is like such a like just I mean it drops you in the world and it just says here you go like just go go off go do your thing. I mean you don't even get your sword at the beginning of the game. Like you have to go into a cave to get it. So like it's just it's just it's a really cool like way that they could do. I, I would love to see like just a, like a let's bring it back to Dark Souls like the Dark Souls style you know like that that graphical style just but like. Here, here you are in the original Hyrule. Have fun. Yeah. Yep. And that's what this um, Brits World does seem like a little bit. Yeah. It seems like you just start with nothing and just go. <laughs> yeah. I have very um, high hopes for this game. I do too. I'm, I'm afraid of how high my hopes are for it. That's the thing. Is that, <laughs> like, I'm like, I sit around and watch trailers for it and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I, I let my imagination go crazy and that's bitten me in the ass so <laughs> many times, dude. Like, uh, Yeah. But if there's any way that any you know, system or, or any developer that puts gameplay first most of the time, I would say it's Nintendo, and that's that's yeah. that gives me, you know, a little bit of hope for it. And I think they've heard so much bitching from from Zelda fans over the last, you know, five or six years that they probably <laughs> must have some kind of idea of what people want. So so what you're saying, Kyle, is that this game is no Link's Sky to you. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> Yeah, we all have high hopes, but it is looking promising. Um, I guess that's it for the news. Yeah, seems like Should it. Should we crack on to what we've been playing? Let's do then, it. Yeah. Um, Look, you haven't played anything. Sorry, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. You did the thing. And moving on. Um, no, I, I, uh, I don't have anything in the sh- in the notes or whatever. But I actually just before the podcast finished, Link Between Worlds. That's why it's so fresh in my mind. Okay. Um, other than that, I've been playing uh, Aragami for PS4. It's it's kind of like if any of you guys have played Tenchu Stealth Assassins. Oh yeah, is this the game where you're like a, a ninja shadow spirit thing? Ex- yep, exactly. And yeah, it, I have I have that game on Steam, and it's very fun. It's really good, uh, and it's it. Me and my buddy are always looking for co-op games. Um, we basically, you know, like one night a week, we have it set aside. He lives in California, and I live here in Chicago. Um, I mean, we've been friends since high school, but we always are looking for a co-op game. And we like the Tenchu games in our in our youth were like, man, I would play that. We would play that first level, just take turns playing it over and over again because it was such a fun sandbox. And uh, Aragami captures some of that, but it's basically it still feels good to work in the shadows and stab guys as a ninja, and that game nails that pretty well. It's a little janky, it's a little, you know, uh, low budget, but it's still very good. Uh, what else? What else have I been playing? So is that only on Steam? What else is that on? Uh, uh, it's get, on PS4, yeah, apparently. You can get it on PS4. Okay. I didn't uh, know that until just now. But, <laughs> yeah, um, me and my roommate actually played a little bit of that co-op, and it was really fun because... Uh, I tend to play stealth games like super stealthily. Like I try to ghost games generally when I yeah. play a stealth game. Um, so I had you know specked out my character to be as stealthy as possible, and he had he had specked his to- more toward like uh, doing melee and stuff, like killing people. And so it was really cool because like I would just like hang back in the shadows and like mark enemies for him to go kill. 
Yeah, and you can, like, my buddy, I, he specked out a little bit to, like, we're not all the way through it, but he, he has that thing where you can make bodies disappear. So I would, yeah. I kind of, like, play by the seat of my pants, you know, like, I go in and try to, like, react to situations. And so I'll kill a few people, and then he would follow behind me and make their bodies disappear so that we would kind of cover our trail as we went. It was it's really okay, fun. Yeah, yeah like. Yeah, it's, it, it seems like a really fun co-op game, even although a little bit easy when you're playing a co-op. Yeah, I mean, it's still, like, there's a lot of... We've gone through a lot of failures. There's a few levels we bashed our head against a few times, but... Yeah. Um, just that sense of working together and, like, the, those few times where you take down two guys as, you know, like, two separate, you know, ninjas taking down, taking down two guys in a doorway or something like that. It's just that those, like, organic moments of synergy feel so cool. Yeah. It's a, it's a very cool game, and I highly recommend everybody check it out. It is good. Um... How do you spell it? Because I've been trying to work it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a A R A G A M I. There you go. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen it, but I yeah, I've never played it. Can, is it couch co-op? That's my question. That I don't know. I've uh, been you playing. Know, I'm not sure. I've been playing it online. It might have split screen. I'm not sure. Because yeah. that's what I always look for. Because if it's a fun game, it'd be fun to play with my son. I like yeah. my co-op games with my son. Yeah, for sure. And I like ninjas. Ninjas are cool. Uh, according to the Steam page, uh, it has the co-op and the online co-op uh, feature, so that would imply that there is indeed ah, couch cool. co-op. I do like the art style. Yeah, it's very cool looking. Yeah, it's got that cell shaded yeah. look, which, um, as I say on Bonfireside Chat, is the way to make your game look great forever, is to make it cell shaded. <laughs> right. <laughs> it ages well. Yeah, cool. It does look like a fun game. So, anything else that in your list there, Kyle? Or uh, been a bit busy? Let's see what else. I've been working the virtual console pretty hard on the Wii U. I got uh, I beat Kirby's Adventure, which is the best looking NES game you'll ever play. If you look up a look up some footage of it, it's it's like very tail end of the NES, and it looks like a Super Nintendo game. It's kind of a marvel, actually. Um, yeah, that game is gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, you know, you can't frown at a Kirby game because they're always happy. Nope. So just always smiling. Yep, yep. <laughs> Let's see. Other than that, man, yeah. I beat the Wind Waker HD remaster, which, look, again, cell shading looks amazing. Yep. Cell shading. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's about it for I'm me. Curious. Heavy, heavily Nintendo lately, if you haven't been able to tell. Nice. Yeah. That's Nothing good. wrong with that. Uh, I'm curious with uh, Wind Waker. Did you enjoy Wind Waker when it first came out, or? Uh, yeah, I actually did. I think it got a really bad rap when it first came out. I think a lot of people got way too hung up on the art style, and now people are coming around and realizing it's one of the best looking Zelda games in the last decade. So, um, and the remaster does a lot of things to make kind of expedite all the annoying bits of the original Wind Waker. All the sailing stuff is way easier and faster. Um, all the traversal stuff is easier and faster and then it was a really great game underneath it all it's super easy uh, but the combat's fun the combat's actually how I want Zelda combat to be forever basically because it's so good uh, and it doesn't yeah I love the parrying system in that game yeah yeah and just the way you use uh, your secondary items in tandem with your sword play is really good Uh, like smacking somebody with a boomerang and then hitting them with a sword is super easy or you know like hook hook shotting their item away from them there's a lot of creative combos with that um, I think Twilight Princess honestly took a step backward. I think Skyward Sword took like a massive step backwards in almost every regard, but especially with combat. Motion controls. Yep. <laughs> Freaking motion controls, dude. 
Uh, potential, but yeah, yeah, easier to just have buttons. <laughs> cool. Well, so yeah, it's cool that you're playing Nintendo. So you still have a PS? Do you have a PS4, or are you just purely Nintendo now? No, I have a PS4 for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, I I still haven't played the Dark Souls DLC. I I don't know. I don't know I what's going. Heard. I don't know what's happening with me. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. I've heard mixed mixed things. Um, yeah, I've heard some people say it's very good. Some people say it's horrible. So ignore uh, those people. I'm kind of nervous to play it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm the the boss. I, I've already like listened to the, you know the bonfire side chat about it and like you know watch videos about it and stuff. Like I already know everything about it, and and watching it didn't really give me very many positive feelings. And then that that like last boss, I'm just like, nah, man, I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for a three phase boss in Dark Souls. <laughs> like I don't want to do that. Yeah, I, I, I thought the boss was fantastic. It was, well, it was a fantastic spectacle. Really? Okay. I mean, I think it looks Just, cool. Yeah. I mean, everything about the game looks amazing, but... Yeah. Yeah, just the, the, that battle, kind of co-oping that battle was just a, a great fun. Yeah, um, yeah. And my, my save yeah. for Dark Souls 3 was on my Xbox, so I'd have to play through a, a whole other save again. And oh, true. Yeah, I beat the base game about four or five times, so... I. I think it might need a break for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fair that's, enough, that's reasonable. <laughs> Just play it all at once when you, the next one comes out. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. I'll get the Game of the Year edition yeah. and kind of knock it all out. Nice. So, there, Brian, what have you been playing? Well, uh, so Kyle was talking about some Nintendo stuff, so why don't you and I talk about some Nintendo stuff? Oh, We've both yeah. been playing Super Mario <laughs> Run. Yep. Which is the, the hot new Mario game that just came out on iOS a day ago. Yeah, it's... I bet, yeah, I was sitting there hitting, refreshing my um, app <laughs> down um, to, to try and fight to put it finally release. It kind of released at a really random time. Yeah, <laughs> I think it came out like around noon here. So yeah, it was, it was like uh... some day ahead. Um, yeah, it was like yeah, I got on the sixteenth. Okay, and yeah. while I was at work, and so I sat there and played it at work. <laughs> oh, did it like just just um, come out? Like yeah, it just came out this week, like yesterday. Oh, okay. Yesterday, yeah, yeah, okay. um, yeah. It's good. I I think it's it's a, it's a weird kind of hybrid. It's a free to start game with free to play elements. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it's so there's two there's two main branches of the game. There's a free to play version that you need to get, kind of earn currency to continue to play, and you can earn that currency by doing the main other branch which is free to start yeah uh, so there's um, the, uh, the the main mode is just like the basically just the normal Mario adventure mode where you're going through stages yes um, and you're you're uh, you're basically just tasked with getting to the end of the level and the, of course there's always the sub goals of collecting the coins there are five pink coins in each level and the weird thing about that this is the okay so the thing that was the hardest for me to get used to I'm a I'm a bit. I, I would call myself a Mario veteran. I've been playing Mario for a very long time, and I really like Mario. Um, is the weirdest thing for me was getting used to Mario mantling, because if you hit the edge of a block, he will just climb up it on his own. But I just out of years and years of playing Mario games, I hit the edge of a edge of a block. I just jump again because I want to jump off of it. Yep. Um, and that's not always the correct choice. <laughs> yeah, 
but it's uh it's it's been very fun and it's it's very weird to get used to Mario running on his own and jumping over enemies on his own but I I really like it and I really like too that like I mentioned there are the five pink coins if you collect all five pink coins in a single run um then you unlock five purple coins for that level and then if you collect all the all five of the purple coins you collect you unlock black coins um, <laughs> and, and each it's, time it's each time it's, it's a little bit harder and different and yeah. it's really cool and that's like my favorite thing about the game so far is that they have like they made it fun for me to go back through these levels again yes and it's not just so yeah it's not an endless runner like a lot of people thought it's uh, there is yeah. stages and it is a very it is just like a normal Mario game it might be a little simpler in ways but it's yeah very, it's a little yeah. shorter and simpler but I mean there are it, it plays really well it's very smooth um, looks yeah, really nice the, the kind of climbing up the ledge is a bit odd at times, um, but it's cool that you can use it in your, me- your mechanics. Um, and they've got some cool little like extra blocks that haven't been in Mario before. They've got like pause blocks that if you you can jump over, but you can get, you can run on them and it stops Mario. So you can yeah, it stops Mario through. and the clock. Interestingly, huh. oh, it does. I didn't actually pay yeah. attention to that. Uh, so yes, yeah, so you can. Yeah, and they're they're quite common in the earlier levels. Um, and so that's the main game, and that's that's just a normal Mario game. And what? How many levels there are there? There's uh, there's like, like six 21. worlds, and I think four levels on each one. So yes, because there's the boss level, isn't there? Yeah. So there's there's, qu- there's quite a few levels, which each of which like you can play through at least three times to collect all the coins. So yeah, I mean, so it's it's, it's roughly the same size as a normal Mario. Yeah, game. I mean that's what that's <laughs> that would be equivalent to like a seventy-two level Mario game. Yeah. Which was pretty close to some of the earlier ones. Yeah. Um, and then you've got, the, as I mentioned earlier, the kind of the free-to-play style player versus player section yeah. where you play against someone's, I, I'm assuming someone's run. Yeah, I, I've never been fully clear on that. Are, like, are you playing against a ghost or are you playing against someone else that's playing right now, you know? Huh. Um, I but doubt it's someone right now because, yeah... I think it's that you're annoying Nintendo in their yeah. online play. <laughs> you never actually allowed to communicate with somebody. So right. <laughs> I, I think it's just the, their best run of that level. Yeah, that's entirely possible. Because, yeah, basically what it is, uh, Kyle, So since you haven't played this, um, is that you compete against another player basically just running through. And it's not, it's not the same. Like It's just a level loops over and over again, essentially. You uh-huh. don't hit the end of the level. Um, so you just run through, like, a timed section. Um, and you just run through it and collect as many coins as you can, and you do, like... So, uh, one of the one of the functions of the game is that, like, if Mario runs toward... Like, when he's running toward, like, a Goomba, like, in a normal Mario game, you just jump over or onto that Goomba, right? Whereas in Super Mario Run, uh, he will just jump over the Goomba if you just let him do nothing. Like, if you just press... Don't press the screen. Um, okay. But if you tap, if you tap the button right as you right as you would jump over the Goomba, he does like a, a like a cool like flip as, and kills the Goomba in the process. Um, so you get like, it's, it's themed as though like Toads are watching you guys like compete against each other, and they're like cheering like they get excited when you do like cool tricks and stuff. Um, uh... So basically, the goal is to collect enough coins and uh, get enough ch- Toads to cheer for you that you have the highest score at the end of the level. So it's like a multi- like a score multiplier or something like that. Yeah, you... yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Interesting. And it goes for like thirty seconds. Yeah, it's and like thirty or forty-five seconds. 
the winner collect uh, then earns those toads who are cheering onto their side, and so you steal them from the other player. It's, I always had a good run. I was getting a quite a few toad, um, and then I had had a couple of shocking matches, and so then I lost like fifty toad. <laughs> so it goes backwards and forwards, and you need a currency called rally tickets to to be able to do that, um, and you get tickets by collecting the five finishing levels in the main game and getting the five colored coins yeah i feel like i've i've never even come close to running out of the rally tickets and you can't even like you can't even buy them from what i can tell like you i don't think you can buy microtransaction of them can you or can uh you? when you buy the game you get a couple free a bunch free with well, it's not free because you're paying 15 bucks in New Zealand okay. for it but yeah, yeah but it was you get some here. yeah um I'm not sure. Um, I've I've run out because like, I just went straight into the rally and I did the first okay. like, five tickets and I used them all straight away. Um, then I've got another like eight or so now. So and does I've it used a bunch of them? Does it like prompt you to buy them or anything when you run out? I've or never, I've never seen it in okay. a purchase thing. Okay. Only, the, only when you say purchase or go to the shop, it only has buy right. full game. Okay. Okay. So I hope they don't bring that into microtransactions. Um. I don't see the rally's just kind of populating your town because oh, there's also a third branch of the game I've <laughs> yes. about. There's a, a mini kingdom. <laughs> you also build a town. <laughs> so they've they've literally gone and looked at every single mobile game that is, <laughs> is out there and mashed into this Mario game. <laughs> like it's all the tropes are in here, but done better because it's Nintendo, right? Um, so yeah, you've got a mini little Toad Kingdom that you're trying to restore because uh, Bowser destroyed it at the start of the game. Um, and so you earn the coins you collect on every level you run you can use to buy and what I like about this is the coin every coin you get from any level you do goes towards the amount you earn and so it's easy to actually just grind or collect coins if you really want to deck out your town pretty quick yeah because you can just go run through the same levels over and over again and just collect coins yeah whereas most other free to play games that have level based currency earning is that you can't either can't redo the levels or they don't give you the currency for redoing the levels yeah which this does which is good but it does it does also cap it a little bit in a different way where uh, there are five different kinds of toads that you have to attract yes. to your kingdom uh, by playing the toad rally and you have to have certain amounts of certain colors of the toads to uh, to buy so, some of the items have you unlocked any other colors I've only got red still uh, I've got red blue and purple and maybe green now at this point okay. so did you bought them full game yeah, yeah, I bought the full game. Yeah. I, I still haven't. I've, I, 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 I played the first three levels, and I was like, yeah, this game is great. I'm just going to go ahead and buy it. So, yeah, I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've played through most of it already. So what's the pricing model? Oh, awesome. Like, you can buy... So you can buy a full game, obviously, um, or you can yeah. do, like, a free to start, and you, keep, you just keep playing to earn currency to play further levels, but you can eventually... Can you eventually play everything, or...? No, uh, you can't play past the first three levels at all with the main game, but you can keep doing the rally as much as you've got okay. tickets. Right. And How so much? you, uh, it's it's just ten dollars just straight up to buy the full game, and it's just a it's just an app purchase. So you you download the game, and if you decide you want to buy it, you just pay ten dollars for it, and then you've got everything. Okay. Yeah. It's. So it's it's a Nintendo's free to start um, yeah. model that they've talked about, uh, and it, it is like I've played. I've been quite reasonably busy, but I've still played probably a good hour or so over the last day <laughs> in between stuff. And um, and it's, yeah, you can replay the levels. I've 
I've got pink and purple in all the, all the three first levels. And yeah. I haven't, I haven't done black yet. Um, and they're only like, what, 40 seconds for each level, so you can just whip through one. Right. Um, so yeah, they're not, they're not very long levels. So it's perfect for just doing when you've got a few seconds, you're waiting for a bus or whatever, waiting for your coffee at Starbucks. <laughs> you can just play a game. Yeah, just um, play a level it, of Mario. It's great. It's timed very well, um, and it works well. Um, I've, yeah, I've really enjoyed it, and as I said, I haven't spent any money on it yet, uh, but I will buy the game. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a totally worthy purchase from what I've played so far. Yep. A lot of fun. So yeah, it came out. So yeah, and Super Mario Run. Very good game. Nice. Do you have any other questions? I hope we explained it well. It's kind of it is kind of weird. It's kind of mashed a few things into the to the one game, but it, it gives me high hopes for future um, Nintendo mobile game releases. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 very good. Yeah, though they have kind of done the friends. You can make friends with people, but it's kind of again, it's the um, hidden behind. <laughs> yeah, there's friends co- friend codes again. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. You can. But you can do through Twitter and Facebook. Um, yeah, it's a bit strange. Okay, yeah, I, ha- I haven't linked my, my Twitter <laughs> yeah, account yet. I but... linked my Twitter, um, and I got an invite from uh, Joe from the Chomp Chain podcast. Okay. Uh, so we managed to link up. But yeah. It's strange, yeah. I, I don't know why I just can't have the same database of friends from the previous... What was the, what was the, I can't remember what that app was called. Mitomo? Yeah. I don't know why I can't be the same friends from that, <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> yeah, so what else is on your list? Uh, I've been playing some more VR, as we uh, as we discussed the last time I was on this fine podcast. Um, we got the we 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 dragged the PC out into the living room and hooked up the uh, the stuff to uh, make the the Vive room scale VR work. Oh uh, yes, and it is really cool, wow. like having that much room to move around and stuff. Um, so I played, we, we bought, um, that, that we, we had it out there for like the whole weekend last weekend and we had, we bought like probably 10 games <laughs> total <laughs> throughout the weekend. <laughs> um, so I've, 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 I've dropped a couple of them in the, uh, I don't have a whole lot to say about some of them, but, um, uh, so we played, we played hollow points. We played hollow ball, final goalie, uh, throw the fight, uh, 11 table tennis VR and then accounting. Accounting so, is the one I want yeah. to know about. Yeah, account- <laughs> accounting is... I'm gonna, actually, I'm going to talk about accounting last, because I think it's the most interesting of all of them. Okay. Um, and I can, I, can, I can burn through these other ones pretty quickly. Okay, cool. Um, so, Hollow Point is more or less just like a... It's like an archery simulator. Uh, you are... You are uh, you've, you've got a bow, and you move around, and you shoot these these like glowing cubes it's not like you're not shooting people or anything because there's also like in the the, the lab the port the valve lab um they have they have this little 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 game where you're shooting the little little valve men um as they're trying to attack your your uh castle or whatever um, yes i've played that one i've played that. yeah That's fun. which which that is very fun but this is like this is more like a like it's more like a training simulator i guess mm-hmm where you shoot these cubes, and then as you as you shoot the cubes, uh, sometimes like a like a spear will like shoot out of the cube very fast at you. So you have to like shoot the cube and then dodge the the spear mm-hmm. because it will uh, it will come at you and hit you. And if it hits you, you lose. Right. Um, 
so it's it's pretty fun and it's like it's pretty pretty gets pretty tense because those uh those spears come at you pretty fast and so you've got to you've got to really be on your game uh dodging as soon as you shoot the uh shoot as soon as you shoot the cube so and that's the dodging the dodging's ahead. done by you moving yeah yeah the dodging is yeah. done by you literally moving around yeah which is really cool cool uh, so that's that's more or less that. Uh, Hollow Ball is uh, basically Pong, uh, where both of your wands are just uh, big big ping pong paddles, and you swap the uh, swap the ball at this uh, this AI. Um, but the cool thing about Hollow Ball is that it's is the theming where it's like this like post apocalyptic like AI future where you are what appears to be the last human, and you are playing ping pong for your life against a giant <laughs> a giant AI. Robot thing. It's <laughs> pretty dope. <laughs> that's amazing. Because <laughs> that, that's what the the Pong movie will be. That's going to come out in a few yeah. years' time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Michael that's Bay great. Pong movie. <laughs> yeah. So uh, then, then we've got Final Goalie, uh, which is uh, just a, a goalkeeper simulator. You are a soccer goalkeeper, and you've got each of the each of the wands are your, like your your hands, and you just have to defend the goal. Um, so you basically defend it against people taking like free kicks or there's also like an arcade mode where you get power-ups and stuff, which are pretty cool. Uh, cause like some of the power-ups that you can get are like, you like become bigger so you can, you know, you, def- you cover more of the goal with your body or like your hands get bigger, which is <laughs> hilarious. Cause like in VR, it just looks like your hands just like grew to like 17 times their size. Which is which is really fun, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's more or less just like the the, the theme, like the, the the I think the theme of most of these like that I'm going through are that like it's really interesting to be active in this way when you're playing a video game. Like it kind of feels it because it feels so much more real than like swinging a Wii remote around, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's it, I, it's super fun. Like all of these games, like I, it's they probably sound really stupid when I'm just talking about them, but they are so much fun. <laughs> It's just something about being in there and like, like just like defending goals. Like I played when we bought Final Goalie, I played it for like an hour straight without even like thinking about like wanting to stop. Uh, to awesome. the point where uh, we have bought, uh, we we ordered some extra uh, of the face masks, uh, the, like the the the, the soft uh, face mask that goes that you, that you velcro onto that velcros onto the Vive, um, that kind of like seals out the light, right, and makes it comfortable against your face. Okay, uh, yep. We bought extras of those because uh, we were getting too sweaty playing the games, and we didn't want to put our sweat on each other's faces. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of gross. <laughs> uh, so, so on that on that notion, uh, talking about talking about sweating, uh, we've got Thrill of the Fight, which is uh, a boxing game. Okay. Okay. Um, it is, and it's it, it's it's very like low key, like it's just uh, you are a man and you punch another man in the face. But it's like I mean, you are actually moving around in boxing, and it's really kind of cool, and like kind of felt like you know, like it was it was a little bit of like a real workout, you know, like where uh, after I was done, like I like had legit had a sweat worked up because I was just like moving around and like ducking and dodging and uh, throwing my fists wildly. So yeah, very fun, cool game. Just a lot of these seem, and that my limited experience with the VR. I am excited. I do want to get the um, PlayStation VR. Is that it's it's very similar to the Wii in that it was fun to share and to show people. Like friends come over and we're like, "Oh, let's play Wii Fit," because it's it's just a bit of a laugh. To, but then it didn't 
have long term, it didn't have longevity, because that novelty wears off. Right. Is, is it is it hitting that same kind of thought for you, or do you think it's got more longevity than like the the Wii motion controls? I mean, it's it's hard to say now because I've only been playing it for a few weeks. Um, we'll have to see how I yeah. feel like in like a couple months, but. Yeah. It is definitely something where, like, every day I come home and I'm like, oh, I want to play some VR. Because I, I was like that with the Wii. I was all over the Wii Sports, yeah. and I would... Yeah. And now I think about it, I'm like, I don't want to play that. <laughs> yeah, man, just all, all that time I spent bowling in, on the Wii. Yeah. And I got <laughs> Tennis on, yeah. and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a, I'm a I'm big proponent... I'm a big proponent for a game doing... Like, having a simple premise, doing the thing it does, and doing it as well as it can, you know what I mean? Right, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Which is it sounds like a lot of these games do, which is awesome. Um, I, I don't think that you know, like any of these games need to be weighed down by like extensive exposition or you know whatever, which is pretty sick. <laughs> uh, hopefully, they don't try to figure out how to put quick time events in VR. That'd be amazing. Oh god, that would be horrid. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's that's sick. Like like I said, I I'm not opposed to VR. I just I wonder if they'll if all of, you know like there's a huge push towards it right now, and I'm wondering what the killer app will be that, you know, like the game you, or experience or system of VR that you can't live without. You know what I mean? That, that like, yeah, yeah. The system yeah, seller, gotcha. you know what I mean? Yeah. The, 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 the killer app. Yeah, exactly. As it, as it goes. Um, but yeah, so it's not a literal killer app. Cause that would be good. <laughs> yeah. I, I do have to, I, I do have to say that like, it's like, it's really weird. Like how much I really want to get back to doing it like all the time. Like every day, I'm like, okay. ooh, I, I could, I could really go for playing some VR right now. And like, even at the height of the Wii, I don't think I ever really felt quite as strongly about it okay. as I do with the VR. Nice, that's interesting. I mean, yeah. It's a whole new experience, like a whole different, you know, input. And yeah, way to do. I mean, to play ha- games. That's sick. Yeah, it's, it's. I, I think it's, it's really for me the the biggest thing is like the the presence, right? Like that you really feel like you're there on some level. Yeah. Do you have any problem with the uh, yeah, like you know like motion sickness or anything like that? Uh, I haven't had any problems with it so far. Um, I've had a couple, like, uh, vertigo moments where, like, I felt like I was really falling, which was pretty crazy. Wow. Um, <laughs> I guess uh, this is another game that I didn't put on the list, but I will uh, I will bring up as well. It's called Climby, um, where <laughs> it's just it's just a climbing game. It's like, it's like virtual rock climbing, right? Okay. Um, but that's the one where I have this vertigo where, like, uh, if you like fall off, like you, your character like falls into the ether, right? And it like a couple of times, like I felt like I was really falling a little bit, like I had that kind of like pit of my stomach dropping moment. Because I get that feeling when I like when you, you like fall off a cliff in Dark Souls or something like that, or like a far jump in, in you know like any game. Like there's almost that I get that same you know like stomach dropping feeling, and yeah, that's same. a completely yeah. you know like removed experience. I can't imagine having a headset on your head and having that happen. Yeah, it, it, it definitely gets pretty intense sometimes. Yeah, I get that when my my kids fall off the climbing, they fall. I still get that kind of oh, yeah. falling, that kind of feeling. Um, yes, I agree. In games, it's it's an odd one. that's what I'm concerned about. I hope I if I get a PlayStation VR, I hope it doesn't make me too sick because yeah. it'd be really frustrating. Yeah, that would that would definitely be. I mean, like it would ru- completely ruin the experience. I would think if you got sick playing it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, one last one last one that we'll I'll, I'll run through real quick before we play before we talk about accounting. Um, is 11 table tennis vr and this game is what it says Uh, it is it's table tennis in vr uh but there are two cool things about this game (laughs) one of them is really stupid and one of them is actually cool uh the really stupid one is that your opponent in this game um is it's just floating hands and a head but the head is the it's more or less just exactly the uh 
uh, Bunny from Donnie Darko, uh, Frank, I think his name was. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah, it's it's just that that's just that creepy bunny, <laughs> <laughs> which is really funny. Um, but the the cool thing, the actual cool thing, is that I played a multiplayer over the internet with someone uh, Ooh, in this game. Uh, and it was really cool because, like, I just I was like, oh, I wonder if I could actually like find a multiplayer game in this. And so we, uh, I just queued up for a multiplayer game and got connected to someone, and we were just talking to each other while we were playing table tennis. Sweet. And it was really cool. Like, it was like, oh man, this is really weird. Like, because I, I just started talking, and he, I was like, oh man, can you hear me? And he was like, yeah, I can hear you. I was like, oh man, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> even though, even though it's really no different than playing an internet game in general, but. It was cool because I was like, it was almost like I was there with him. Does the headset have yeah. a mic built into it or something? Yeah, it does. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So what's, what's, when you're playing an opponent, what's the, the avatar? Is it still the... Yeah, the it, was, it, was, the... it was still the bunny. Yeah, see, that, that's where it's going to start getting interesting VR when you can... When you can start building your own avatar and stuff. Well, yeah, getting to the point where you've got, the, you know, sword art online kind of levels where yeah. you can create your avatar and it's, it's really becoming... <laughs> I, yeah, I think that's review. that's going to be one of the coolest things about VR is like once you get to where you have like a cross game avatar, and so yeah. you're just always the same character in different games. So people start recognizing you just by your avatar. Huh. PlayStation Home can come back. Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just what I always wanted. Second, second life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, interesting. So. The motion controls like was a big thing with the way they yeah. introduced it. Everyone tried it, and, and it all kind of died off. Are these motion contro- controls better? Yes, the, it is. It is one to one movement. It is, it is literally one to one movement. Like where, I mean, to, to the point where you can. And this is this is like one of those cool things that we do to everyone new that tries the the Vive now. Um, yep. Is that. Uh, you have them put the headset on, and then you turn the controllers on, and just hold them out to them, and they they just reach out and grab them, like, yep. because they are exactly where you expect them to be. Yes, that was my experience. I only, as I said, I tried it briefly in, in a store demonstration. Yeah, that's what I made for ten minutes, and yeah, I, you could see the controller, you could grab it, and it right, it's just like you just reach out, and it's exactly where you expect it to be. Yeah. So yeah, it it, it is it, it it is like as. Uh, it, it does occasionally goof up a little bit, like if it lose if the the lighthouses lose tracking, um, yeah. but that is very rare. Like we've only had it happen a few times, and only because like we were one of us was standing and blocking it while the other one was playing. Okay. Um, uh, so yeah. so for the for the most part, it is it is true one to one movement. So you don't have to constantly like recalibrate and stuff. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, once it's once it's in, it's in. Okay. Like as long as as long as your lighthouses don't move, then you're good to go. Okay. Cool. But yeah, my biggest concern with the PlayStation VR is they've just kept the same move controllers, um, which are slightly outdated. Yeah. It would be nice to have an upgrade to the controls. Outdated to the point that they use mini USB to charge instead of micro USB. (laughs) Yeah. Which is Um, pretty hilarious. So yeah, that's my biggest concern. the, the, The PlayStation Move always worked reasonably well because of that big glowy ball. And with the nicer camera for the PlayStation 4, it's, from what I know, it tracks it pretty well. So it should be okay. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, it looks... Um, I mean, it, it seems fine from everything that I've heard, is that it still... It works perfectly well. So, I mean, yeah. that's and that's what you want. Um, so, anyway, uh, let's let's talk about accounting. Because yes, that's... If you, 
if you don't know, that's my day job. Uh, this is Vader's <laughs> day job. Um, okay, so so basically, what, what I'm coming, to, what I'm, what's going to happen is I'm going to steal Vader's job because I learned how to account uh, in <laughs> virtual reality. Uh, no, okay. So this game is made by I don't I don't want to spoil too much about it because it's really it's like it's it's like a little experience, and you should find a way to experience it if you can. Um, it is made by the guys behind Rick and Morty. Uh, okay. And it is it is super funny and kind of short. Like it's like I, I don't know probably forty five minutes, uh, if that. Uh, where you start off as you're just standing in like a little office, um, and you answer the phone, the phone is ringing, so you answer the phone, and a couple voices get, come on the, the phone and start talking to you about how uh, how you're going to use uh, virtual reality to do your accounting better. Um, so, <laughs> so you, uh, <laughs> and this is, this is really funny, is that you, uh, you, you have to find, like, the, the tape and do some other things, and then, like, the virtual reality headset just comes out of your desk. And so you, in the game, uh, which, by the way, your, 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 uh, your hands in this game, like your your wands, are uh, mouse cursors, which is I think is very funny. <laughs> so you just have to you're just like dual wielding mouse cursors. <laughs> um, so you uh, yeah you just pick up the virtual reality headset and put it on your face, like you just lift it up to your face. So you're just like it's it is like you just keep going deeper into virtual reality. You're putting on your your double virtual reality headset, and so you go through like some uh, you go you go into this little forest and talk to a guy who's really mad that you're there. Uh, and then some other things happen. You go deeper into virtu- virtual reality. You just go deeper and deeper until uh, the very end of the game uh, makes you make a very funny and hilarious choice that I don't want to spoil. Um, I know I'm being very Brad Shoemaker about this, but like this game is super short and everybody should should try to find a way to play it. This sounds very much Rick and Morty. They love to go inside things and go inside <laughs> something and inside. Yeah, something. and it's 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 like it's the Rick and Morty like like that comedy style like to a T. It is so funny, and like it's even got like uh, uh, Justin Roiland does a bunch of voices for it, right? That's his name. Um, I'm pretty sure it is. Yes. Uh, and he uh, <laughs> he um, so like and he literally does like Morty's voice for one part. Like is is one of the characters just does Morty's voice. Oh, cool. Uh, so yeah, it's it's very very funny, and I guess if you can't play it. If you don't think there's gonna be any chance that you play it anytime soon, maybe there will be. Maybe there are like YouTube videos of people playing it, um, yep. which would, I mean, do most of the most of the comedy for you. So, do you know what 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 is it on? Is it on? Uh, uh, it is on the, the Vive. Vive. I'm not sure if it's on the Oculus or not. I bet it. I bet it is now that the Oculus Touch came out. Yep. Interesting. But I guess it's. I guess it's also like it was sort of like a um, a proof of concept game for them. Uh, where they made that game because they're planning on making like a full VR game, uh, like a bigger experience, and I think like Rick and Morty themed, like actually <laughs> Rick and Morty themed, which would be great. It's gonna be mental. I saw, I forget where I saw it. It might have been either a uh, a Super Bunny Hop video or a Mark Brown video uh, about this VR game where it, you're, it's like basic American life, but you only have two guns to use to do everything. So you like have to like, make breakfast, but with two like shooting stuff and like barbecue things, shooting stuff, and like go to work shooting. Like it's like a joke about American gun culture, but you only have two gu- like two floating guns that you use to do everything. <laughs> you, like, okay, yeah, that sounds hilarious. You like have um, to I just, out, I just a way to do basic human tasks with uh, with bullets <laughs> with with your guns. Yeah. With... Um, 
I just Googled to see if uh, if accounting has Let's Plays on YouTube. There are infinite amounts of them. Okay. So. Of course there are. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, that's that, really that's funny. been my VR experiences for the past few weeks. Nice. Well, I've I've made a new friend recently, um, and he's got the um, Oculus Rift with the new controllers. Okay. So I'm planning to go over and hang out and try it out in Excellent. the near future. So well, hopefully, accounting is out for that, and you can experience that. I can try that. And see if it's better than my day job. <laughs> wow, Andy. Spoilers. It is. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, it seems it seems a lot more fun than real accounting. <laughs> yeah. surprisingly that's enough. why I know Man, you guys are on the cutting edge uh, I, don't, I, I wish I could afford that that uh, at least you know to tangentially exp- experience some kind of VR I don't even know anybody any friends that have any of that stuff yeah I guess I'll come well hey if you ever if you ever want to come to Fort Wayne and try out some VR like you're welcome to come hang out I was just thinking three hours away. <laughs> I mean I, legitimately like you can come you can come spend the night here I don't care nice sweet there you go you sorted yeah. So yeah, what uh, what have you been playing, Vader? Um, we talked about Mario Run. Uh, more Let It Die. I talked about it last week. So oh I yeah, I played a little bit of this too. I just downloaded. It was a fun game. I just downloaded it. It was free on PS Plus, right? Uh, it's just straight uh, up it's free. A, oh, it's, it's just a free to play game. Oh, okay, okay. It's it's a bit janky. It's it plays reasonably well. Um, I got into a room where like the door closed behind me. And it was just impossible. It just seemed to, with the mechanics, it seemed impossible to stay alive. <laughs> um, so it's designed that it's roguelikes. So you die, you restart, but you earn. You can get these like uh, death currency, and so then you can you can get resurrected right there and there if you don't want to lose all your gear. And so I had to use like three of those in a row to try and not to stay alive, and so you chip away at the three enemies that were in the, this little room with me. Yeah, uh, you're really um, burying the lead on that Vader. They are called death metals, which I think is a good joke. Yep. Oh, yep. There you go. Death metals. I missed. I forgot that. Yeah, I'm terrible with rooming names and stuff. But they're, they're like little rainbow skulls, which is yeah. so cute. Death <laughs> metals. Metals. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So it's but it, it's fun. It doesn't play the best, but there's so much in it. Like it's not just the the tower climbing. You're kind of binding Isaac kind of thing. Where you're just going higher instead of lower in this case. Um, there's like this weird PvP. Well, it's not really PvP. It's PV. It's like player versus players base, kind of like uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah, you can like go and invade. P- and, like, there's just so many different game modes in this thing, and then you can you can have a whole freezer full of bodies like, on your team <laughs> that you can. It's so weird, um, and you can send off on missions. So you can like, so it's like yeah, just like a Metal Gear Solid. Actually, you can send off some of your bodies your frozen bodies off to go attack bases just by themselves and they'll come back with loot and whatnot yeah uh then you can go then you can go off and attack other people's bases and you can either just murder their players who you're playing against you're fighting the ai that's you're fighting against that are their bodies who are defending their base but sometimes you can knock them out and then you can just steal them (laughs) like you're running around these naked dead bodies or knocked out bodies and you bring them back to your base and then you you kind of I don't know you hold them ransom <laughs> it's strange um yeah it's and the oh that's right you harvest you the, the bodies you steal you harvest the currency from like in-game currency or something yeah. one of the one of the currencies well, yeah one, one of the mini currencies <laughs> <laughs> um it's so bizarre like it's and just the, the humor and quirkiness is quite is quite funny yeah um, it's it's I'm a just, it's a pseudo 51 game through and through for sure 
Yes. Oh, um, I didn't did, realize that. Okay, that explains yeah, everything. Yep, yeah, I'm, 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 cool. I'm a real big Suda fan, so I was really excited for this game. Yeah, Uncle Death is hilarious. Uncle Death is hilarious. He, he is great. Like, and it's just weird, It's like we just talked about with the accounting game, it's like super like meta and like it's a game within a game. Like you're playing it, the, the Let Us Die is an arcade game and you can exit it and be in the arcade right. bar and like talk to people and, and they can give you tips about how to play the game. Yeah, there's just this fucking nerd there playing a fighting game. Just like, <laughs> yeah, just, oh, leave me, leave me alone! I'm busy fighting this guy. Yeah, and and then so then you get emails and messages, but there's like it's supposed to be a game, but it still acts like it's real because there's like a, an insurance lady who like insures <laughs> you on your death. Yeah, that's who you pay the death medals to. <laughs> yeah, it's so strange. It's a very weird game, and I love it. Um, I I really enjoy it. People have kind of bounced off it. It's. And uh, I think someone in one of our comments last week and I'll li- listen to feedback was um, said it's nothing like Dark Souls and, and they're the right the only way it's like Dark Souls is that it slightly has that Dark Souls stamina system yeah. something I forgot to mention last week is that it's really cool instead of having a stamina bar like every other game that's come out since Dark Souls it has your heart when you start doing exerting yourself by sprinting or rolling or attacking your heart and your character your mod- character model starts thumping and it starts glowing and it gets dark, like brighter and brighter and then goes purple when it's about to pretty much explode and then you'll stop stop being able to do it. Like. And I think that's really cool that they put the stamina bar in there but in a, like in a completely different visual sense that's ever been done before. Yeah. It's, um, a, it's a really cool little like theming mechanic. Yeah. Mechanic, yeah. So yeah, and you can tell by the, the way it's glowing how close and it, and you and it's also got audio cue, so it's it starts stumping like louder and you can hear it. And so you got your headphones on, you can hear your heart going do 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 do. You know you got to stop. You got to stop. Uh, that was a terrible heartbeat, by the way. Um, you got to you know you got to stop attacking, or you're gonna like yeah run out of stamina and start huffing and puffing. So it's free to play. Um, I, I, I really, it's for, free to yeah, play, but what kind? Of, what's the you know like what's the uh, the payment model actually the like? Then? Like how? In what ways does it? It must gate you in some way. Uh, you just um, you just have to buy the death medals, uh, which let you recover your characters after they die. Okay. Do you, um, do you earn? So them? basically, the way uh, you can earn them in the game. Okay. Um, from, yeah, from what I've, I was saying. I've I I had about nine, and that's why I didn't mind when I first died. I went, I didn't mind reviving myself a few times because I had a few I had some cool gear, so I didn't want to lose it. Uh, I had a whole bunch of blueprints, and so once you bring the blueprints back, it, they they they're now for your next character if you do okay. die. Yeah. So I, d- I didn't want to lose them, so I I had nine, so I didn't mind using three of them. And then as soon as I did that, I went back to like the root like there's like a reward mailbox thingy bucket. Bin. I don't know what you call it, but yeah, you can go off and you get rewards for like signing in regularly and stuff, like you do in normal free to play games. And I got like another five, so I don't know if it's just the rewarding you with them lots really early on, um, or if it's just to try and get you hooked into the game, or if it's always going to be quite generous. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I uh, haven't played a whole lot of it yet. I've I fought my first boss. Um, it was it was quite tough. Got I thought. Uh, yeah, I just I end up been silly and got almost wasted and ran out of healing items my healing item I had um, and so I ended up just like punching him once and then rolling away and then letting him attack and it just took a while yeah like six seven minutes but other than that um, it wasn't too bad 
Uh, so yeah, there's certain things that you, you, as I said, you die and you start. You can start with a new character. You can buy spear bodies to send off on missions. Um, but every time you start, I, there's certain things that carry over. I think the character level resets. Yeah, the uh, ma- the mastery, mastery of weapons. Yeah, doesn't reset. That, that stays consistent, doesn't it? The right. Yeah. Of, yeah. The, ma- yeah. the mastery level is just a does an account wide thing. Yeah. Where and like same with like items you've unlocked, like blueprints. Yeah. Now yeah. you can always purchase them. Right, because you just so, give those to the guy, the the shop owner, yeah, yeah. and he makes them for you. Uh, so yeah, the, the mastery level, uh, Kyle. I'm just I'm sure you understand this mm-hmm. is uh is basically just like the more you punch a guy, the better you are at punching a guy. Yeah, for sure. So like with every with every, you, you get you have mastery with every different kind of weapon. there's just so much to it like there's just uh, yeah there's so many different things to to learn and do and it's overwhelming at first but it's it is just fun like i've probably maybe only about three four hours into it that i've played um and there's been no push towards the microtransactions at all yet um yeah it's it's fun um it's worth giving a go i think uh just even try it out to see what they've done and the humor is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very funny game. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, yeah, I guess it's good. I said I was going to talk about it for lots, but I did. <laughs> um, uh, Final Fifteen. I think we'll probably. That's good. I said that for like the last three podcasts. <laughs> I enjoy it. I've, I've I I am holding off on rushing through it. Mostly because I've heard of all the good. Yeah, all the patches that, that they're gonna they're going to come out with and yeah so I've been slowing down and um, hence why I have played the number 5 on my list um, but yeah Final Fantasy is great and it's kind of a good contrast to what we were talking about earlier Kyle you're talking about microtransactions and and EA their bad their bad practices of just forcing microtransactions in and then co- like comparing that to what Square Enix are doing with Final Fantasy 15 they were happy with how well it did so they're like hey we've got we can now support the game and add more to it and we're going to yeah and I really like that um, yeah I'm excited for it I mean I'm like I, a mega Final Fantasy fan and I have been for years and years ah, cool. uh, I've played uh, basically 4 through present um, you know including yep. some of the spin-offs like 10-2 and 13-2 and, and all that stuff uh, I was excited about 15, but I was so let down by the 13 trilogy that I, I wasn't <laughs> sure, you know, like, I just didn't know that Square Enix could do it. Uh, everything I've heard, <laughs> I, I really, really like I didn't. Returns. <laughs> I, I bought My it. Game is never, great. I, I bought it and never played it. I, I don't know. It sounded <laughs> interesting, but I don't know. Um, but I, I, I am interested in 15. Uh, from what I heard, everything's good. Uh, definitely much better than 13. Um but I'm just going to give it a while, I think. You know, like, let public opinion kind of solidify and let some patches sit, sit in, maybe, and kind of see how it all plays out uh, before I spend the 60 bucks on it. Maybe I'll get it on sale. I'll play it eventually, though, yeah. for sure. I, there's no way I won't. It, it's already yeah. dropping in price. Um, but it sold well, originally. So, that yeah, and I'd say that, that seems like they're going to be supporting it. Um, and it's not all DL, paid DLC. A lot of it will be free updates and, and adaptions. Um, Jim Jim Sterling on the Jim Quisition did an interesting discussion about it, how he thinks it's good. 
but also it could become something that games are we already get games that are released not finished and now yeah. we're going to get games that have no story and the story will be patched in later um, yeah <laughs> and this is not quite this is not quite that bad but they are actually tweaking some of the story trying to giving it some um um yes yeah, a bit more flesh it out a little bit more and a few more of the characters a lot of the complaints i've been hearing are, are kind of answered if you actually invest in time in the the external media that they've provided with the game which i think is awesome that there's all this extra media with the game that you don't have to just have it in in the game itself um, and a lot of people are, yeah saying they don't know why these bros are together but it's all explained in the anime kind of series that they released yeah to have it be essential to the to understanding the story it, it, that's a tough pill to swallow though uh, halo has that problem big time in that uh, you can't understand the story of the game often unless you read like the external novels and that's uh <laughs> that's asking quite a bit yeah. to read a halo novel uh, uh to understand hey, Karen Travis really wrote some of those novels she's all right <laughs> no, I mean, they're not like, like badly written or anything like that. It's yeah, just it's like, just, to, to ask an FPS novel. gamer to sit down and read a hard sci-fi novel or, you know, like a, or like a, like, and they're pretty dry. They're not like, it's not like it's a fanciful sci-fi universe. It's like, right. a, like a military sci-fi novel. To ask that of someone is a, it's a pretty, pretty big task in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I found the, the Final Fantasy XV media quite enjoyable. Um, and it is like, there's five episodes, ten minutes long each for the anime, so quite okay. quite easy to do. And, yeah, that's reasonable. And I really enjoyed them, and they they give you the background of the the four the the four guy characters, okay. um, and gives you a little bit more about their motivations and why why they're there at the start of the so game. So we're saying not spirits within uh, tier. <laughs> no, okay. I, I thought that was right, <laughs> to be honest, but <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, and Kingsglaive was great. I I've heard people saying it they didn't like it but I thought it was a good movie not just not only because it's Final Fantasy that it was actually a good movie standalone um, I enjoyed it it's just an entertaining movie um, but yeah but it, it, it gives you kind of context to things um, and yeah so it's they're worth giving a go before you, you start the game so I'd take the time to yeah Vader if you can remember the last time I was on this podcast we talked about Final Fantasy 15 and I said that it was on my kitchen table, but I hadn't played it yet. Oh, I've yes, moved, yeah. I've, I've moved it to my coffee table. There you go. <laughs> Baby steps. Progress. I'm getting there. <laughs> um, Next, it'll be on top of the console, and after yeah. that, maybe I'll put the disc in. Yeah, get in there, man. It's fun. <laughs> get some bro time. Um, yeah, and so I've bought Dishonored. Yeah. Because last time I talked about, I missed out on a sale because I was Final Fantasy 15 was coming and didn't bother buying it. But EB Games, um, this game store, GameStop, same thing, same company, but mm. different brand name, um, has had have a wacky Wednesday. I think they do it like a week or two before Christmas every mm -hmm. year, and it's online sale. And they had the limited edition version for half price. Okay. So it's usually one twenty. It went down to fifty seven. Um, New Zealand dollars, so that's that's like forty US dollars ish. Mm -hmm. um, and it was the limited edition, so I got Dishonored one with it as well. Uh, I got uh, the visual novel and a map, and the package turned up yesterday. And EB Games did me a solid and threw in just a whole bunch of extra free stuff. Like the package was like huge. I wasn't expecting. I was expecting like a game size package. 
I got two extra free Dishonored maps, like fabric maps. Okay. Oh, nice. Um, I got a Lego Star Destroyer, like a mini, kind of a mini set. Um, I got uh, All Blacks, rug- All Blacks Rugby, uh, our national team beanie. Um, I got uh, a Nime poster, a cardboard poster. Um, I, the, I got the Golden State Warriors uh, 2014 <laughs> to 15 DVD. So you got a oh, that's crate. amazing! You got a swag bag, dude. Like, yeah, yeah, man, it was pretty sweet. And I'm not, yeah. And so I got all the stuff, and I, I figured that all these were kind of like pre-order bonuses, and they must have just had a whole bunch sitting in their warehouse that they yeah. didn't use, and so they just well, yeah, it's Christmas, <laughs> take them. Um, yeah, I whereas really in America, Star Destroyers. Sorry? I was going to say, whereas in America, we're lucky if we get the thing that we ordered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so, yeah, I was, real, I was really stoked with that, because not only did I get two games for half price, like for a good price, uh, I got I got all this extra stuff as well. Um, so pretty pretty keen on that. So if anyone wants uh, a Dishonored fabric map, <laughs> let me know, because I've got three of them. I actually do, yeah. but I don't want you to have to ship yeah, it to take America. It. It'll, it'll cost you like 50 bucks to ship it to me, won't it? Uh, we'll see. I'll have a look. And, uh, yeah, I'll check out how much it costs. It's only thin, and so it'd be like an envelope, so I probably could yeah, send it sure. for a couple of bucks. So yeah, we'll talk about that afterwards. So yeah, yeah it was pretty cool. Um, and so I've chucked on Dishonored uh, this morning, um, and it's uh, yeah, it plays really well. Like It's so much like um, Bioshock. I wasn't expecting it, to, to be honest. Um, is this your like first this? experience with Dishonored? Yeah, yeah, it is, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah, I kind of wish I'd played this instead of Bio. I enjoyed Bioshock, yeah. but I think this is Dishonored is a much better game. Style. Oh yeah, like on, yeah, on every conceivable level. That's <laughs> that's one of my favorite games of the last generation. Honestly, I, I absolutely yeah, same. adore Dishonored. Yep, which, which is one of my favorite games ever. Yeah, from yeah, our perspective, it was kind of like a kind of like a um, not talked about, or was kind of not as big. Whereas Bioshock was huge. Everyone played Bioshock. Everyone enjoyed Bioshock. And Dishonored seemed to be one that was kind of more obscure kind of game, and that's why I think I never played it originally. Yeah, a lot of people don't have the patience for for stealth-based games, in my opinion, most of the time, uh, whereas the shooter's going to be more accessible to more people. Yeah, Uh, sure. Dishonored's, it's not a walk in the park, either. Uh, It takes a lot of... No, it is not. Yeah, it takes a lot of free thought and a lot of, like, uh, planning and strategy, Uh, but it's so satisfying, uh, to get through a level and, and you know even they even throw in all those extra objectives in there and it's got such a cool uh, world like world building elements around it like it, it feels yeah. gritty and grounded and, and interesting it's got a great art direction uh, yeah it's just a, yeah it's a gem it looks good it really is it is terrific yeah. but the, just the world it's like the first intro like you go in the water elevator I thought it was an awesome idea and super cool <laughs> um, like right in the intro yeah and yeah just it just has like a, a really dirty, gritty feel to it. Like as you said, um, it, and, and it's not going for like high, realistic visuals, which a lot of games tend to be trying to do now. It has its art style, but to me, it kind of feels more real when games do it. When they kind of, yeah, when they try to get high, like realistic looking, it tends to never, never, it never gets there, and so it always looks fake. Yeah, and it's it's uh, one of those things like what we talked about with the cell shading yeah. earlier, where yeah, is, yeah. the 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 stylish stylized graphics of Dishonored will hold up much longer than like a real a game that's attempting realism will. Yeah, yeah, and like the the cityscape when you kind of go up to talk to the Empress right at the side of the game, it just looks like a really cool kind of art um, like oil painting. Like it just it just looks 
yeah. like a real dirt, dark and gritty kind of. It's it's cool. Um, yeah, the world and I really like the, the world is just shit. The guy that's it's just so shit. Everything's shit, and you can like make it more <laughs> it shitty really if you really want to, which is amazing. Like it's just, it's kind of like Dark Souls yeah. where it's like everything's garbage. It's so nihilistic yeah. and like unhappy. It's great. <laughs> yeah. I kind of enjoyed like that first kind of intro. You kind of walking up, you know, tutorial tutorial where it's like walk using this the analog stick kind of in, um, section, and you walk up and there's the guy painting the commander, and how the painting was it was actually done in the same art style as the world was painted, almost like painted in. I really like that. Like it was the same, the world cityscape looked the same kind of painting style yeah but it was real but it was really bright and vibrant the painting the rest of the world wasn't <laughs> um, I, I kind of enjoyed that um, it, was, it was a cool little touch um, having the guy seen their painting um, yeah so far I'm only like just over one level into it um, apparently I don't understand how first person stealth works and I think that's the thing I'll find the hardest and I've got high chaos in the first level already <laughs> <laughs> that's okay um, it's fine yeah. to be high chaos um, I will just give you the same advice that I give everybody that plays this game, is that uh, always do the non-lethal takedowns of the mission targets. Yes. Okay, mission targets. Yeah. Okay. I just so normal, just, just Yeah, just, just the soldiers and stuff, feel free to kill them if you need to. But always, you always want to try to do the non-lethal takedowns of the of the mission targets. Okay. They're the more, like, story... You get um, more story bits, and, and they're more interesting uh, ways yeah. to take care okay, cool. of someone. It's, it's a lot of them are more really brutal. Cool yeah, they're like worse super than super brutal. Yeah, they're worse than like killing the person. Honestly, <laughs> it's like a <laughs> trapping them in their own personal hell. Um, right. <laughs> but uh, interesting. Yeah, and also invest if you're having trouble invest in your invest in your blink and invest in uh, the ability to see through walls. Does go a long way. Oh yep, yeah, that would. Um, yeah, so I got seen pretty like a couple times in the first kind of mission. <laughs> Um, just try to learn because every game has their own kind of uh, how people can see you yeah um, and so I was up above a guy and wasn't sure if they would, would be able to look up or not and he yeah, saw me and it was like in the sewers and there was like six guys so I just murdered them all um, <laughs> yeah the, yeah it works good um, I enjoy it it's, it looks nice um, I'm looking forward to getting through it and getting on to number two um, I'm glad I got the sale price um, and the only other little one I played is we'll get we're going overtime tonight um, <laughs> or today. Um, d- uh, a King's Tale, which is the game. It's the side-scrolling um, double dragon brawler game that came as a pre-order bonus with Final Fantasy 15. And it's another thing that I think is fantastic. We just talked about the kind of extra media is that the, the level they went to creating all the side stuff. Like um, it's a pixel graphics game. Uh, it plays pretty well. It's not too exciting, um, but it's and it's a shame it's only one player because you've still got other characters that you summon in and who do like little moves for you. It'd be fun if it was a co-op game, like most other old-school side-scrolling brawlers were. Uh, but it plays really well and it's really fun. And again, it's it's backstory to the king, obviously the king's tale. So Noctis's father. So it's he, it's it's set up so he's telling Noctis a story of an adventure he went on uh, when he was younger, the king. Um, and so it just gives more kind of um, history to the world and, and the characters, which I really like of Final Fantasy 15. 
and so you get to learn a bit more about Sid and see him in action and and whatnot. And some of the other, I can't remember the other guys' names. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It, it looks really nice. Like the graphics look nice on it. For yeah, what I've it's seen. fun and it plays well. Um, it's not overly hard. It's not just making it super hard like a lot of the old school brawlers were. <laughs> uh, it's easy to play. Um, you've got a lot of combos and a lot more options than you would as a lot of those old brawlers as well. Yeah. I will definitely check that out when I play Final Fantasy XV. So in like three years. <laughs> yeah. Get on to it. It's fun. I will. I will. Um, uh, yeah. So that's all we've been playing. Um, should we jump into You guys got time for some listener feedback? Yeah. yeah we might have to burn through it a little quick, but. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's been real good. Uh, we've got a lot of feedback from people. Yeah. Um, we can jump through it. Sort of. I'll start us off um, and then we'll just alternate if you guys are good with okay, that. Yeah. So, sure. I'll go yeah, second. Brian. Brian you, yeah. You go second. Awesome. Um, so Nikki at Lost Panda uh, so this is the question I asked people because it's close to Christmas uh, what people would like or are expecting for Christmas and she said Overwatch she I'm mercy loving trash <laughs> <laughs> uh, mercy's uh, great ti- uh, Titanfall 2 and Bloodborne oh wait I own Bloodborne but Bloodborne is always good <laughs> More Bloodborne fully always agree good. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got into a discussion about how I didn't get the limited edition and I regret it um, getting a little bell um, so yeah so yeah all the, yes. I agree with all of those that seems like a yes. good wish list yes so uh, we're on to uh, Mr. Turk at the Turk uh, bought Dishonored Definitive Edition good choice and Souls of Darkness another good choice shout out to Gary Butterfield uh, for myself and I'm hoping to get the design works for Dark Souls 2 my favorite game of 2016 is probably Uncharted 4 felt like a perfect ending to the series which apparently yep. they're they're putting out some new DLC for that game, so maybe not the ending after all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to that standalone. Yeah, um, isn't it? It's it's about like the the lady from Uncharted three or two or something, Chloe. right? Uh, two. Chloe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, all right, so we've got yeah, Souls of Darkness is good. Souls, sorry, Souls, Souls of Darkness, Darkness is great. Is it's a lot of fun. That's what I've heard. Uh, so we've got Steven uh, Vilio. If that's how you say Vayu. it. Vayu. Okay. At FromSoft Junkie. Some <laughs> PSVR on my face. I can't find one in stock anywhere, anyway, anywhere. Yeah, you'll find one. And I hope that you get it. And it's fun because virtual reality rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it is fun. Um, back to me. Um, Ninja. Oh, this is my favorite. He's always my favorite because of the name. Yeah, Ninja it's a great name. Seven. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty legit. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, uh, capture card to start recording for YouTube vids, audio mixer for a, for a start in podcasting, and Skyrim because I like dragons. Dragons are cool. Um, yeah, so good luck. Let us know if you need any tips or advice with the podcasting. Uh, we're not experts, but we're, we're learning. And yeah, I would, uh, Jeremy cl- I would talk to Jeremy. Jeremy seems to know quite yeah. a bit, and I would also hit up uh, aforementioned Gary Butterfield. He. Yes. He has a lot of experience. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of experience. Um, yep. So, yeah. Good good luck with that. Looking forward to seeing what you do. Um, and this is a new uh, follower. I think she is a friend of Jeremy's from what I know. Um, yeah, she... she uh, Joanne. We, we met her through Duckstream, I believe. Um, oh, she, cool. she was yep. She was hanging out during Duckstream. Uh, this is Joanna. Uh, Joanna Michelle Gray. Uh, at Wrench underscore Witch on Twitter. You should go follow her because she's great. 
Uh, her wish list is a PS4 so she can play Bloodborne again, and maybe Final Fantasy 15, I guess. <laughs> it's good, as I yeah. said, play it. <laughs> good, hope you get a PS4. Um, Sentinel Plus at Sentinel Plus. We keep giving you all the hard ones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one or two of the Dark Souls design works books would be nice if me and collect a few more of the King's Quest chapters. I have the uh, Dark Souls 1 design works book, and uh, uh, there, I, it was actually a... Uh, um, one of those secret Santa things, and I asked for that as a secret Santa gift. And the like, the family member who bought it was like perplexed as to what the hell I would want this book for, or what the <laughs> fuck I was doing. Uh, but it's one of the best Christmas gifts I've ever gotten. It's so cool to see yeah. the design. You know, like just to have that collection of artwork together in, in one like physical thing is so so much more amazing than you would think it would be. Uh, but it, I just like every time I pick it up and look through it, I'm smiling. So it's definitely worth it. Yeah. Those books are yeah, really nice. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, the, the thing I enjoyed most about the Bloodborne collector, um, the strategy guide was the kind of discussion with Miyazaki at the end, the interviews yeah. and stuff. Those things are all, that was awesome. And that has a lot of that in the design's work, doesn't it? Like yep. a lot of, which is cool. Well, I got the Japanese version because it's cheaper. Uh, so I had to look up the interview online, the, the Miyazaki <laughs> interview on the original one. Well, that's all right. It's all online. <laughs> um, and I'm on to Cameron Swarbrick, um, uh, Knight Twitten. I am thinking of getting myself a PS4 Pro, and by association, giving one of my friends my old PS4. Also, D&D minis. Yeah, D&D. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons is great. Yes. Uh, Cameron is a very generous, kind person. He yeah. sent our, our friend uh, Morbid Beard a whole uh, bag full of Australian goodies. And oh, that's games, awesome. So... Uh, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, as I say, yeah, that's a very that's a very generous gift to just give one of your friends your PS4. Yes, that's a really cool so thing to do. That's yeah, what friends are dude. for. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. internet high five to you, Cameron. <laughs> um, and and because I wanted to end on a positive note, because this could be our last one for the year, um, we might try and sneak one in, but everyone's quite busy this time of year. Yeah, I wanted to find out what people are excited for. Um, rather than doing a, 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 a game of the year, because everyone does games of the year, <laughs> uh, I thought we'd do what we'd do a game of 2017, what we're excited for. Um, just get some excitement going. And so we'll go through these. So this is yeah, most anticipated game of 2017. Yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll start end. off with Mr. Turk again, uh, at the Turk. Yep. Uh, replies and says, hmm, maybe Nino Kuni 2 or Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, Nino Kuni 2 does look pretty cool. I love the original. Um, it does. Yeah, it was. It was. I never finished the original, but what I played of it, I really liked. Nice. Uh, the War Hunter and shoutouts. Uh, <laughs> says Zero Dawn, Horizon <laughs> Zero Dawn tops it for me. Uh, Breath of the Wild, if he can snatch a switch, and also looking forward to giving Nino a try. Neo, this Neo. Is Neo. That's this is the the Souls like the, uh, the Samurai gotcha. Souls like. I thought it was a uh, shortened Nino Kuni reference. It's very close, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, very similar. Yeah, Neo. Uh, yeah, um, and I played the Neo demo. Uh, I really like it. I, I thought it was really cool. Yeah, I, I had some issues, but I thought it was really yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm lukewarm about it. I, maybe I just bounced off of it. I mean, I bounced off Souls like four times before I got into it. So <laughs> there you go. Um, and then we've got uh, this is oh, I can't see. You said Sent- it before. Sentinel. <laughs> Sentinel, Sentinel Plus. There you go. 
Uh, <laughs> probably Neo at this point. There you go, nice easy one. <laughs> yeah, Neo. Just talked about that. It looks cool. Yep, yep, it does. Oh, I play. I really enjoy it. I love the setting, the Japanese yeah, it's, kind of it's, mythological, the um, yokai setting. It's awesome. So yeah, uh, we'll move on to uh, to uh, K at Humanity Upgrade, uh, former guest of this fine podcast and overall great person. Yes. Uh, she's looking forward to Persona Five, which I'm also very much looking forward yeah. to. Oh yeah, because man, Persona Four is such a good game. Persona Three also pretty good. I love Persona Three and Persona Four. Actually, I I, I, yeah. I remember bought, I bought the original Persona uh, on the original PlayStation. I bought it at a Funko Land, which those don't exist anymore. But uh, <laughs> yeah, longtime fan of the series, so I'm very very yeah. very psyched. It'll come out in yeah. America eventually. Who knows when? Eventually, yeah. I, I want to get. I've never played any of the other ones, so I'm keen to try. Five. It's actually supposed to be April, I think, but it's been pushed back so many times. Yeah, it got pushed back so many times. <laughs> I, I think it is April now. You're right. Yeah. Uh, my turn here, Sir McBala yep. at, King, at King, King Kiwi God, uh, Horizon Zero yep. Dawn, obviously, uh, also Super Mario Galaxy 3, which, uh, he thinks is the one they showed in the Switch ad, apparently Skyrim isn't planned for the Switch. Is it? I think it is, right? I, th- I think they've gone back and forth on that, like, where they didn't announce it initially, but then they kind of maybe said that, oh, it is coming well, out? It's in the commercial, right? Yeah. Yeah, what what uh, it's um, Bethesda have been a bit uh, cagey about it. They've kind of said, "Oh yeah, we just got that ready for the the trailer. We've got no no th- nothing promised for released yet." But it's getting pretty solid on the rumors. Yeah, that it is coming. I would be and surprised if even, it wasn't at this point. And potentially even uh, mods coming soon after as well. Shoot, that's faster than PS4. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, so super, he, he's just speculating on the 3D Mario, uh, what what that would be. Yeah. Um, yeah, whatever that rumors. game is, I will play it, because I love me some Mario. Oh, I missed this video, but apparently the rumors for that is that it's more like your Mario 64 oh my God, style that's 3D so world. Sick. That would be amazing. Um, yeah, rather than more of the linear 3D ones. That What's the other one? Super Mario like 3D the, World? The Mario 3D World or 3D Land. Yeah. Which I love those games yeah, too, but yeah, I would love a... I would love a really sort of open Mario game again. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it me? It's me, isn't yep. it? Uh, so this is uh, Miggy Fox at 470. Horizon Zero Dawn is top of my most wanted list. So that, what's that? I think it's yeah. leading the charts, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, so there's, three. what, one, two, three of them? Three people really want that game? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm also in that list. I really want to play that game. It looks really cool. Primitive robot dinosaurs. I mean, you can't really go wrong. Yeah, I... Monster Hunter is one of my favorite games, so any game that lets me hunt a monster, I'm all about. <laughs> you see, my problem is, is I was real excited for it, and it looked cool. Um, give me some like sweet bow action like, yeah. in, in a game. But then I'm like, it just takes so long to come out, and so I just lost interest. <laughs> I'm just like, You'll be interested again by the time it yet. comes out. Uh, yeah. Um, it's not new and exciting anymore. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I just I, I at this point I just don't stoke game boners very well. Like I, I very few yeah. things do I am I like hotly anticipating forever. I'm just like there are things that I'm interested in and then they come out and I pick them up and they're great usually. Yeah, it's ma- managing the hype, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so our uh, our last response is uh, from Stephen Veyu at FromSoft Junkie. Uh, he says Horizon Zero Dawn. So that's what four. Now we've got four for that one. So Horizon Zero Dawn. Everybody's looking forward to that one. 
Also, what the next DLC might be for Dark Souls 3. I thoroughly enjoyed uh, Ashes of Ariandel. Yes, I'm with you so. on that one. <laughs> so, yeah, it looks like I mean, Horizon Zero Dawn wins, and yep. Neo, it looks like it's coming in second. Yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn oh, and Neo, interesting. <laughs> uh, tied with Nino Cunha. Do we have two for Nino Cunha? No, uh, no, I think Nino we just have the one. Um, for me, uh, just to tie it off with our kind of response, um, I'm really excited and keen to see and play Scalebound. It's one of the reasons I got my Xbox and it got pushed back a full year. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play that game. It looks nice. fun. Yeah, it does look interesting. What about you guys? You guys have mentioned a few along the way. Is there anything specific that you're yeah, after? Yeah, um, uh, Breath of the Wild for me for sure is uh, top of the list. Yep. Uh, and then also Nier Automata. Yes, uh, Automata. Yes. Yeah, oh, yes. I actually forgot that it game very, exists. Very cool. I'm very interested in that. Yeah. Isn't there a demo coming out for that this month? Oh, is it really? Yes, there is. Uh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. I did hear that. Yeah, I'm going to have to get on that. Yeah, because it, it comes out pretty early next year, right? It's not far I think off. it's March yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so. that that uh, Yeah, I'm... Uh, I'm I'm with uh, with Catherine on Persona Five. I'm really excited for that game. This is just making me realize that I'm going to have no time next year to play any of these awesome games. <laughs> I haven't even finished all the games from this year yet, so I know. <laughs> I still got the Witcher DLC. I bought the <laughs> physical like card packs. I wanted the cards, yeah, the cards. And I still haven't played the, the actual DLC because I haven't had time. Oh god, I, I haven't played. Uh, I haven't even finished the, the main game of the Witcher yet. I'm like eighty hours or something. I haven't even started it, so... <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, we should wrap up. We're over our two hours, so Cliff's going to tell me off. Um, <laughs> I, I've I've had a lot of fun, guys. Uh, sorry that it's just been me and you had to put up with me and not the other two. I, that, uh, I think that makes it better, though. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, yeah, so where can we find you on the internet, Kyle? You've kind of said you've weaned off. Uh, yeah, you can't find me anywhere on the uh, internet. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at uh, uh, Kyle Cirk, K-Y-L-E-C-E-R-K, all one lowercase phrase. Uh, other than that, uh, listen to the podcast and, and, and that's it. <laughs> I'm, an interne- I'm, I'm, I'm internet deprived or I'm internet presence deprived, social media deprived. I'm all right with it. Yeah, that's probably smart. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, fair enough. Well, thank you for sharing your internet presence with us on our little podcast. Absolutely. We thank you for having it. me. Uh, no problems. Um, and Brian, we, we, what about you? Uh, you, you can, everywhere, aren't you? Yeah, I, well, more, more or less just Twitter, really. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at WadeBrianR, uh, where cool. you can see me post funny things, mostly. Yep, and all over the anyone who knows the... the um, the slack for the duck duck feed tv yeah uh, he's always over the, over there um well thank you thank you brian as well for joining us yeah, thank and, you for having me spending the time um hope we've done the, the dark insight team justice and yeah you can find us at dark insight pod on twitter uh darkinsight.net our website uh, we have a few articles um we don't really have reviews we just mainly have um yeah, articles. So if anyone wants to write anything, send it in. Uh, we'll get it published on there. Uh, we've got some really good people writing already, but we always more the merrier. Um, and yeah, I'm Vader Van Oden. It's Vader Van Oden everywhere um, on Mario Run, so you can try and find me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so thank you for listening. And I always want to say that our little slogan that um, Richard from We're Not Wizards told us and saying. 
it's not insight unless it's dark insight. Very true. So. <laughs> um, I do also want to say, uh, Jeremy and uh, Cliff, we're coming for you. Uh, we're going to take yep. your spots as dark insight <laughs> yeah. permanent hosts. So good luck yep. getting, your, getting your seat back. You, we've changed the passwords. You're out. <laughs> B team to A team. But you still need to edit. Yep, yep, that's it. But you still need to uh, edit the podcast for us, if you don't mind. Yeah, that, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, after that, you're out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, take it easy, everybody. All right, goodbye. Do, do you have the date and stuff? No, it's, it's just a different date for me every time anyway. Uh, do, do you do it based on the U.S. date of the day? I'm going to do it my day. Oh, Friday? Yeah, I'm going to say, I think it's going to be metric. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. So do we, do we want to do the 16th or the 17th? You guys are on the, the metric 17th. calendar? Want to do the 17th? Okay. <laughs> oh, it's just an in-joke with me and Jeremy. I always change everything to metric. <laughs> yeah, he, he uses metric grinder. <laughs>